The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. All right, Salute, my brother. Yes, sir. So good to see you. Man, you too, bro. Dog. Brings me back to the comedy store. Oh. Uh, the days I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one day I'm gonna be looking back on those days and just going what a what a lucky time we had there yeah you know, we were so lucky so lucky to be in that spot at that time in that moment in history yeah you know? dude I um some guy wanted me to write something about like a haunted comedy club so like one of the last days that I was out there before I came out here so I walked all the way down the street and then I walked all the way to the um to the comedy store. It's closed. It's shut down and it's abandoned. I heard it's weird. It is. And I was just looking at I was just looking at the whole place, taking it in, and I was just like, "Damn!" I was like, and I just walked off. <laughs> like, God, I, I looked at my name and I was up there like, "Damn, man, I worked so hard to get that shit on there." <laughs> And I just walked off. I took nothing, like like nothing, like back to go write about. And I was just like, "Damn, I worked so hard to get that." All right. <laughs> yeah, getting your name up on the wall of that place is like, I mean, for a comedian, it's like the that's the stamp. Hell you yeah, you got the stamp. Hell yeah, and and they wouldn't and they wouldn't they wouldn't pass me for the longest. Dude. How long? Like, oh man. So I started going there at nineteen. And um, when you're 19 years old, yeah, yeah, I've been doing comedy for like 17 years. What year was it when you got passed? Probably like 2000 and when did I do that? Like 2014, maybe. Yeah. So that was like right when I was coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they 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 would never pass. I remember I remember doing a showcase in front of Mitzi. <laughs> did a showcase for the Mitzi. This is when Mitzi came in. She was all like, you know, much respect, like the crap it and yeah. like really like. Yeah. And they sat her in the back, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's Mitzi! Oh my god, it's Mitzi! Oh my god, it's Mitzi!" We all went up and we all did our sets. Like it was me. It was a, it was a, it was Gerard. It was Angela Bowers. It was Josh Adam. It was like all of us. And then so we all go up and do our sets and shit. And mind you, like this is an open mic. So um, I go up, and um, the first joke I said. I was up to like I was like yeah man I was like I was like I was like I was like Michael Jackson could could fuck anybody he want to you know what I'm saying <laughs> I was like I was like you know before 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 everybody was doing that that type of joke right. I, I was really like I was really like Michael Jackson do whatever the fuck he want to do da, 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 da. and then um and then uh, Mitzi gets up <laughs> and walks out right oh, no. she just walks out and then um I thought that my friend in back I mean that my friend uh, Angelo walked her because he went up after me. And then uh, the next day, remember Tommy? Yeah. The next day, uh, Tommy was up there like, "What in the fuck did you think you were doing?" And I was like, "Me?" He was. I was like, um, uh, "I was like, I was, I was doing my stand-up. I was like, I rock that shit." And I was like, "It was only four people in." He was just like, "You went dirty, bro. It was only six o'clock. Mitzi called you a pig." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so, and I'm so. <laughs> you, went, you went dirty. It was only six o'clock. Like, this is an hour. I was where like, you can tell non dirty jokes. It's fucked up because I was like, I talk like this all the time. I was like, three o'clock in the morning, uh, like nine o'clock. No matter. That's hilarious. So I walked Mitzi, and that's why, that's one of the reasons it took me forever to get past because they didn't trust my ass. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> she, if she didn't like you, she got mad for a long time. She held a grudge. You had to like earn your spot back, you had to hang out there forever. <laughs> 
So yeah, so uh, then then my friends started getting passed. Uh, uh, Willie Hunter and uh, and Gerard got passed, and I was still I was still in development, like in the belly room. They still passed me to the belly room, mm-hmm. and then so I would work in there and stuff like that. And then um, and then uh, I I would go up. Like like I would start coming back and I, I went up and everything like that and I would kill every fucking time like during the open mic and during like the the friends and family part and um I got frustrated because all my friends I ain't gonna lie I got frustrated because all my friends were getting passed and I was up to like man I'm I'm funny as fuck too you know like yeah. like what the fuck so every time after I would I would kill at the store I would reach out to, I would look at Tommy in the booth and I'd be like yo Tommy I'm like you see what I just did in here I was like you passing me this week. <laughs> And then he'd be like, he'd be like, he was just laugh in the back, and I'd be like, okay. And I was like, I'll be back next week, and we'll do it again. Oh, <laughs> man, when he had power over the store, that was a terrible position. Yeah. Terrible to have a, a an insane person in charge of running the the greatest comedy club the world's ever known. Yeah, man. But, oh, but I days. but I appreciate. I actually appreciate how hard he made it for me, though. You know it what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it adversity makes you stronger if you do stick it out. But when you're a young comic and your friends are doing well and you're not, yeah. Like I remember when I was an open micer, I was dirty, and uh, the other guys that were clean started to get work as hosts in town, and I could only get like road gigs. Yeah. And I remember being so jealous, like. Why can't I get in? I got go to see them. Like I'd, I'd, be, I'd be hanging out with them. I'd go to see them at a club, and they would they would host in front of like three hundred super polite people at a really nice club. Everyone was seated and laughing at everything, and I would go to these dirty bars in New Hampshire. Yeah, and I was like, oh yep. my god, I'm yep. taking a bad path. <laughs> like 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 my friends, uh, like my friends would um, like my friends would get like shows and stuff, but like. And like um, she was like um, she was like Gerard. It was like uh, Angelo Bowers and like all these guys because they they like they came like they came on the scene. Those guys came on the scene already knowing who they were. Like I I was I was more of like a I was still figuring it out kind of sort of and all this stuff. I like I I'm a lot to figure out for myself too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like um, so I was like damn man nobody would book me. I'm like man fuck. So what I would do is I would go on Craigslist. And I would, um, I would, um, I would book bringer shows, but I would never bring anybody, and that's how I would get my shows. They'd be like, "Oh, are you gonna bring fifteen people?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna bring fifteen people," and I show up and I bring nobody, but they would still let me go up. And I was like, "All right, well, this is what's gonna happen. You're not gonna bring anybody, but what you're gonna do is you're gonna go up there." Explain just... a bringer show to people because a lot of people don't know what a bringer show. So is. a bringer so show is like when you're like a younger comic and you want to do shows and stuff. There are promoters who are like, "Hey, you can do." You can do um you can do a show here in the belly room, but you have to bring twenty people, right? Was it that many? Is <laughs> yeah, twenty. Sometimes it'd be twenty. Sometimes but it'd the be fifteen. Room only seats like eighty. Yeah, okay. And some people. It, What's my Jamie? When I was doing music coming up, very just like this, the place we used to play would make us sell a hundred tickets to play. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they and 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 here's how and here's and here's what they used to do. They used to say shit like uh they used to say shit like listen. It was like it, it, this is comedy. Every show's a bringer show. You know what I'm saying? He's like you're going to have to bring people for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? So and I was up to like nigga my grandma is not going to come out to every single fucking show like I don't know 20 people. That's a crazy number. That's a crazy number. I, I they didn't have that in Boston when I started out. Yeah. They just had open mic nights and people either came or they can't. Yeah. See, see over there I I don't I haven't done no, I've done Boston like one time, but I haven't done like their scene. 
And um, what'd you it, do out there? Uh, I did a I did a show. Uh, did you do Laugh Boston that club? I think it was a independent show that like Black Thought was running or no 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 that's Philly no no okay I've never done Boston oh okay I was Philly Boston all right yeah but I um but I'll oh, fuck I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say bring your shows twenty people oh yeah, yeah but out um but out here um. Out here, it'd be uh, our mics are just a gang of comics and shit like that. But out there, it's like real people would go to you guys as like open mics and shit like that. Like we would, we would rarely get real people in our, in our, in our, um, in our little open mics and shit. So you're you basically know? practicing for the friends of other comedians. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and so that was our come up. It stifles growth, I think, a little bit. Those bringer shows because you don't get a real audience. Yeah, you get your grandma, and, and you bring you get you bring friends who think that you're funny on the street, and, and, but but like they want to see you on the stage, and they're like, "Yo, we'll be funny now." You know what I'm saying? Now it's a different. Yeah. You know, and and it's you can't cheap. keep bringing them. Right, and also you know you're doing stand up for your friends, so you're like they're right there. I'm seeing my friends. This is weird. Yeah, it's like I could do this shit in the fucking living room, yeah. like like we always do, yeah. but like it's so fucked up. What are you doing out here? Uh, so I I'm doing shows all week. I've been doing shows all week. I I told myself earlier I was here from the 28th through the first in December. And uh, uh, from the 28th, December 21st uh, to the 1st, and uh, just to get a little taste of Austin. What, are you thinking about coming out here? Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Come on. Come on. I'm bringing everybody out here. Let's do it. Joe, you know good and hell well. We all following you. <laughs> you know it. Like, well, listen, once I open the club, I'm going to put the bat signal up. Yo, yo. And then so uh, so I said, all right, my, my, uh, my birthday was January. 25th you know and then so i said well you know what do you i always think at the beginning of the year like what are you gonna do for your birthday you know and i'm like mm. i'm like all right you can either go hang out with your family uh you can go fuck some hoes at jeff ross house <laughs> or uh or uh, or you could take care of your little career and uh and uh go to austin and do shows for a week and i was at the like all right well i've done all except for one so i'm gonna go to austin and do shows for a week and i just booked it and i came out here nice and, yeah man We've been doing shows at uh, there's a place in town called Vulcan Gas Company. That's a great little spot. I did that yesterday. Oh, it's mm-hmm. nice, right? Yeah, it's a great I love spot. It. A little weird, people above you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little weird, but the stage is kind of skinny too. Yeah, yeah, but but at least it's stand up in a club. Yeah, yeah. And then we uh, on Mondays kill Tony at Anton's. I mm-hmm. did it just this past Monday. It was amazing. Yeah, there's some funny fucking people in this town, man. Hell yeah, really good local comics. Really yeah. good. We we laughed hard, and Tony was on fire. Oh my god, yeah. Tony. Tony was killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I love, I love Tony. I like his, uh, like I, lo- I, lo- I think, he, I think he's such a funny person. But I like his confidence. Oh yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. Doesn't even make any sense. So he had that, he had that confidence. Like when we do the 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 open mic at the Improv. Like when we were like little dudes, and be like, <laughs> look at yeah. him, yeah, look at him with the that's the Undertaker's championship belt that he gave me, and of course I have to, I had to give it to Tony. Like there's no way I couldn't, like Tony needed that. In his yeah, life. and him with the Undertaker's belt on, I said you got to take a shirt off photo <laughs> with the Undertaker's belt on. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> look Is at that, him, yeah, fucking Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> And like and best like, roaster in the fucking game. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking. Yeah, it's fucking the truth, dude. He um. But yeah, he had that confidence in the open mic, and then so 
people like when we were coming up, people would be like, people like, damn, like how, why, how does, how is he even feeling like that? Like, like, he, <laughs> like, like, how does he even feel like that? Like, we don't even know our next joke. And he's just up there like super confident. <laughs> well, you know, he drove, you know, he bought that Corvette. Yeah. He started calling it Corvette confidence. <laughs> I've got Corvette confidence. <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm here for it all, man. There's like, there's like, there's like a, there's like a undercurrent of like this hardcore savagery about him that yes. I'm just like that I'm just like I'm here for. Yeah. That I'm here for. Like, okay, I yeah. see you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he's he's a a lot of people underestimate him because of his voice and his his you know his demeanor. Don't be doing that. He's a bad motherfucker, Tony <laughs> He is a bad motherfucker and he's yeah. savage with the jokes. Yeah, I like, respect the shit out of him. He'll Tony say man. shit on and he writes all the time too. Mm -hmm. And he'll say shit on stage where I'm just like, Oh no, he didn't just say that. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. And he knows he can get away with it because <laughs> it's part of it's the way he looks. It's part of I mean he's just a funny fucker and yeah. uh, he was one of the first to jump in i told him i'm here i'm like we got plans he's like i'm in yeah he, he came out here before there was anything open after cap city had closed he was out here yeah. yeah 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 oh man i fucking yeah so thinking about moving out here but uh i was telling him outside somebody got shot outside of my airbnb a day ago out here yeah in front of my airbnb in the middle of me about to Call an Uber. I wonder what like the numbers are in the country in terms of like when the pandemic started to now, like how much violence has gone up. It yeah. probably went up a lot, a lot. Do you think it's because? Uh, do you think it's because you can get away with it more because everybody wearing masks? I think there's that. I think there's also when you have economic instability when so many people lost their jobs mm -hmm. so many people they don't know where they're going to make money people get desperate and then people get angry they get evicted they get forced out of their homes they get they lose their jobs they lose their car their car gets repossessed and they don't you know you there's people that are being almost forced into crime mm -hmm. in this in this time mm -hmm. that haven't been in their whole life like there's people that are like you know they're kind of maybe would be slightly inclined to do something shady, but they got a good job and they're gonna like keep keep on yeah, keeping yeah. on. But then when that job's gone, and yeah. then and then there's no money coming in, people start plotting and scheming, and it's just natural. It's like they get desperate. It's like that movie. Uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie? Uh, Fun with Dick and Jane, where uh, where they lost everything and Never then saw so that they, one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where they lost everything, so they start going on like a crime spree and all that oh, really? shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. A Bonnie and Clyde type yeah. deal. Yeah. So what happened? So what happened is that like okay. So when when COVID hit or whatever, everybody started getting unemployment, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, so you talk about like scheming and all this shit. So um, <laughs> I went over to my aunt's house and my big brother was over there and he was up to like uh, he was up to like yeah man he was up to like so uh, so what you gonna do? And I was like, ah uh, you know man I mean I may draw and do some art and sell that and stuff. He was up to like or and my little brother is in prison so he's like or. We can get that nigga Chase Social Security number and then get and then, and then and then and then type that in and get his uh and get his unemployment. <laughs> and I was like, nigga, I'm on TV. I can't be. I, can't be. I was like, I was like, I do think that that's brilliant. And if I was an if I was another nigga, I, yeah, I would like. But people getting people getting fucked up for that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, people getting well. The, the other thing was that was happening with the unemployment was like there was a lot of people that if they went back to work they'd be risking their life, but if they just said no, I'm too scared to go back to work, they still get that unemployment, and then you're not working for like long periods of time. You start to change the way you look at work. Yeah, 
you start to change the way you look at things. Yeah. You don't, you, and then you hear about stimulus checks. Like, where's these fucking stimulus checks? Yeah. You start thinking, like, we're just going to start getting checks. That, that could be a dangerous thing if the government just starts paying everybody. Why? Because I just don't think they have the money for it. Where's it going to come from? It's good. They're going to have to, somehow or another, they're going to have to take it from somewhere, or they're going to have to start printing money. And then it, it just, look, for sure, people need money to get back on track. The problem is if if the government starts doing this on a regular basis and then they keep shutting things down and they keep giving, we're going to be, this is going to be some George Orwell shit, some yeah, 1984 yeah, yeah. shit. We're going to be fully dependent on the government to keep cities open, to yeah. keep towns open, and then they're going to be compliant to the ridiculous rules. Like you've heard the shit they're doing in L.A. We were talking about it before the show today, that L.A. they're going to allow outdoor dining, but you can't have a TV on. What the fuck does that mean? Who are you? Who the fuck are you to tell people they can't have a TV on? Like, what? Do they have a Jamie? Is there an explanation for why? Why does that matter? Because it doesn't matter. They're fucking criminals. These fucking people think they can just tell you what to do. L.A. County says no TVs for outdoor diners at local restaurants. What? What? Why? Yeah. Why? Does it say why? This provision is effective until further notice. They don't have to tell you. They don't have to tell you shit. These fucking uh, creeps. I mean, I mean, it's like I said before. It's like at least you don't got to worry about them broadcasting the coronavirus. Sporting events, like we talked about. Yeah, like, this is what it says. It says the broadcast performing to patrons in an effort to keep restaurants from becoming overcrowded for sporting events, such as the upcoming Super Bowl. First of all, there's no evidence that this virus spreads outside. None. Zero. Zilch. You can't find any evidence. There's no studies. If you look at all the, like, when they have a, a pie chart of how the, the virus spreads, it spreads in supermarkets, it spreads a little bit in, you know, various indoor businesses, and, you know, there's a very small percentage you show in restaurants, but it's mostly people working in the kitchen that are catching it, you know, they're in tight quarters mm -hmm. working together all the time. There's no evidence that it spreads outside, none. So but this that, idea about them being overcrowded, there's no evidence. It, here's the thing, because I remember uh, before L.A. shut down, I remember Saddle Ranch was, oh, like, yeah. w w was like packed and stuff and it, but it was outside but they were like packed and i was like that looks unhealthy too yeah like that like i that like they're outside but they're still close together it's and like we couldn't do shows right down the street and you know why it's because they were about to start doing shows again but then somebody called the health department on, on the comedy store and then that shit shut it down but, but why because I, I think it was like a troll. I think it was like a troll or somebody who who didn't like fuck with the comedy store like that. Like, but that's what happened. But what were they saying? Like, what could they say that could uh, shut down? I, they just said that. Um, all, all I remember is that they said that it was a um that it was like a health problem and stuff like that. And so they so they shut it down right when we were about. They, they was gonna start letting us perform in the parking lot. Yeah, I like, remember that. Bring back the best of the comedy store in the parking lot, and um, and yeah, somebody got it shut down. That doesn't make any sense. That's fucked up. So, did you ever see when we had to perform in the window? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that shit was that that that, that didn't make any sense. That either. shit was hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, was no, so no hard. connection, no yeah. connection with people. 
And I tried to beat the window so many times I could never do it. <laughs> beat the I window. Saw Don, I saw Donnell beat the window. I was like, ah, he beat the window. Donnell can beat the window. <laughs> like, Donnell can beat bulletproof glass. Like <laughs> <laughs> he can beat prison glass. No, he gonna get his. Dude, I, we were doing these shows at uh the at Stubbs Barbecue in town with uh with Chappelle yeah. and Mo Ammer and Michelle Wolf. And Donnell, and uh, this last one we did, we did one run with Tony Hinchcliffe, and then this last run I did with Ron White. And Donnell's been opening up the shows. I mean, my God, he just comes out of there like a like a bat out of hell, dude. Like he's right unstoppable. Out of the gate, right like, out of the gate, so intense, so much energy, dude. He's unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> what he does, dog. I was like, he beat the fucking way. I ain't he seen combat. <laughs> You think you can beat the window, Joe? I don't know. You can beat the window. You can beat the window. Maybe. People just be excited that that you're there. I don't want to try to beat the window. Fuck. Yeah, but Donald doesn't give a fuck when he goes up. He doesn't give a fuck who he follows. (laughs) He doesn't give a fuck. He just goes out, just pow, 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 comes blazing. Yeah. You know, it was wild. Yeah, dude. These uh, outdoor shows are different, too. It's uh, it's weird doing an outdoor show. Like the the comedy, the, the laughter is great. It's fun. People are all excited, but it doesn't echo. You know, I never liked outdoor amphitheater shows. No, I, I've done a few of them, but they're just not as good. Like them festival shows, yeah, like oddball. They're not shit. as good. They're not as good. What you really want to do is you want to. The best shit is like less than you know less than five hundred people's really ideal. Like yeah. the main room is ideal. Lit, packed yeah. main room, packed OR. Uh, Comedy Works in Denver. Yeah. You know, uh, Cap City in Austin when it was open. That kind of shit. Low ceiling. Pow! Yeah. The laughter rocks the fucking place. Yeah. Ah, it's yeah, wild. Yeah. That's what you want. Outdoor shows. Like, we were doing this uh, We were doing this one at an amphitheater. And um, uh, off of... Fuck, what is that? It's, like, off of 3rd Street in, like, uh, in Beverly. I mean, like, 3rd Street where they run. Uh, like, Beverly. Uh, what is it? Pan Pacific Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have an amphitheater out there, and we were doing shows out there. People would roll up on their bikes and shit, and just sit down in the amphitheater, and it was dope. You know, it reminded me of uh, remember Charlie Barnett, yes. the guy, the yes, New York comic. It so. reminded me of doing performances like yes. that, like where it's like, you know, like like so it had that vibes, you know, or at least that, or at least that was that was what I tried to bring to it. But um, but this, so they weren't bad. I for I for a second was the only person doing indoor shows. Like I, I think Tony told you I was running this show out of my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was called the it was called the apartment show Jammers because because didn't this Tony what, do it? Yeah, he did do it. <laughs> yo, How many man, people did you have in there? Yo, man, it was yo, it was lit. It was like twenty people in that bitch. <laughs> like. <laughs> Super spreader, bro. Like no testing. <laughs> hell, not nah, hell, no. Nah. I, <laughs> I can't afford that goddamn COVID shit. Like them damn tests. I get and it. All that stuff. So I was, I was giving people hand sanitizer and I provided a mask. And because what was happening was, I started it in uh last last June, like right when um like right when COVID hit and comics were like going crazy because we you know, we didn't have our passion to, you know, f- fuck with or whatever. And I was like, damn. And I said, you know what I'm about to do? I said, fuck it. I said, uh, I said, I'm about to go buy a, um, I'm about to go buy a stereo. I'm about to go buy a microphone. And, um, I'm going to start a comedy club in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister was up to like, my sister was like, yeah, yeah. She was like, I'll work the door and this and this and that. And I was like, all right, for sure. So how did you get the people in there? 
uh, <laughs> Instagram. I was really? like, I, 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 I put out feelers. So I was like, I was like, all right, y'all, I'm thinking about throwing an apartment show at my house. How do I get people here? <laughs> and then people are like, I'll come, I'll come. People were DMing me and shit like that. And I hit up my comic friends and I was like, y'all trying to do some comedy? And we did it. It was like 20 people up in that motherfucker. Like man, Nobody we, got sick? No. And that's the thing about the show. And that's another thing is that no one's ever said that they caught anything from my uh, uh, from the show. And I got a dirty-ass apartment, Joe. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and so man, we did that joint. I, brought, I, did, I did it on Monday for my birthday. I brought it out here, but I did it at a hostel. Oh, really? It's called Native Hostel. I did it at a hostel, and and we packed that motherfucker out. But it ain't the same as a fucking apartment. Like right. in the apartment and shit, people was chilling on the motherfucking bed. People was chilling in the kitchen. That was like the green room. And like <laughs> I brought PBR for everybody, and we got it in. That's awesome. people have been doing shows in apartments for a while though. Even before COVID, mm-hmm. they were doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I know a lot of people were doing backyard shows. That like I, I got invited to a few backyard shows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'd like you to perform in my backyard. I was like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you doing a backyard show? Yeah. But people had, there was a lot of like, you could see it on Facebook and Instagram, people that had uh, shows in their apartment. Yeah. Like it was just, because look, it's hard to get stage time in LA. There's a lot of clubs, but there's a lot of comics. Yeah. And you got to get past and it's it's uh, it's a grind. It's yeah, a dude. grind. And, and it's like, once you get past... Once you get past like the uh, uh, like the open mic levels, like 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 I feel like stages, like stage time, kind of you know how much stage time, like you know how many stages you can hit, like if you were like an open micer and stuff, it ain't it ain't like that, like like once you get past that level, it's like man, you could probably in in L A, it's like man, you could probably hit like three spots: improv, laugh factory, comedy, comedy store, and that's about it. Maybe ice house if you want to drive. Yeah, 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 comedy magic club if you're really ambitious. Yo, right? Yeah, yeah, but if you're an open micer, you could do thirty of them. Dog, I remember, <laughs> I remember doing nine open mics on a Sunday. Nine on a Sunday. I, like I was, I just wanted to see like how many I could fucking hit. Like, 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 and I pulled off nine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to get in the community, right? Then once you're in the community, then people let you know where they're all at because yeah. they're spread out. Mm-hmm. In these weird little bars and comic mm-hmm. book stores and weird, yep. strange places that have mics. Where's the weirdest place you perform? Well, I did uh, bachelor parties with no microphone. Mm. That was rough. Mm. That was rough. Just a bunch of drunk dudes. And, you know, obviously they don't have any money. Otherwise, they would have bought a stripper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hired mm-hmm. a stripper to come. And there wasn't no stripper there? No, just me. <laughs> <clears throat> Those were the roughest ones. I did a Jack and Jill strip club in Rhode Island. That was the weirdest one. Because a Jack and Jill strip club is like, they, there was a time where they tried... To have strip clubs where a man performs and a woman performs and couples would go. Like a, a man and a female stripper? Like a man would strip and then a female would strip. And the couple would sit there and watch both of them. It was so strange. And the people that went up, they looked like the type of people you'd expect at this kind of place. And right. you know, in the audience, there was maybe six people in the audience. And you know, you know how sometimes you bomb? And it's like, you know, you just... It just feels terrible. This is I, w- I was bombing, and it felt like I was performing in front of people that didn't understand a word I was saying. I didn't get any noise. Yeah. There was nothing. It didn't even feel bad. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, I was you know young in the game anyway. I was only probably doing comedy a year and a half or so. It was because it was, it was a terrible gig. 
It was for this dude. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to remember the guy, the booking agent's name. But he had a bunch of these weird fucking gigs in Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Like, they were, all, they were all real shady. Like, strange bars and you'd go to. And he'd always get paid. Yeah. But they were always very weird. And this one, there was, you know, like I said, like six people in the audience. And the type of people that you would see in an audience that would come to see a guy strip and a girl strip were very strange. Well, what, what they look like? Just... Like older people that just didn't have any hope and just sitting there and just just looked confused as to why they were even there. And again, yeah. there's only six of them in the whole audience. And then, but there was one dude. Who was, there was a pool table in the back. There was one dude playing pool. And I came over to talk to him, and he was just a regular dude from New Jersey. And he's like, "Man, what the fuck is this place?" I go, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, "I'm in town visiting my family. I had to get out of the fucking house." Yeah. And I saw this place, and I came over, and he was like, "What is this?" <laughs> The guy and the girl, both of them, they were not attractive. Yeah. At all. No. Yeah. They both looked like they'd been drinking and doing drugs their whole life. They looked sad and tired and bad tattoos and And where'd you go up? Where'd you go up? Did you go up in the middle of, of... the beginning? I'd go up in the oh. beginning and then I would bring them up. Cold and then open. I'd go up in the middle in between them and then I'd bring up the girl and then I'd go up at the end and wrap up the show. It was, oh, okay. a, it was, it was a nightmare. You you did crowd work? I tried. <laughs> First of all, it was terrible, yeah. right? I'd been doing comedy, like I said, like a year and a half, maybe two years. Yeah. I, I don't really remember, but I wasn't good. And then on top of that, these people just were barely awake. It was in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, which is like a very, it's a Portuguese section of Rhode Island. Rhode Island has a lot of Portuguese immigrants for whatever reason that okay. came to that area. So these motherfuckers might not have even spoke that much English. Yo. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I didn't get any response. Yeah. You know, it was like, but I'm bump. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I remember that one. But that one didn't even make me feel bad. Yeah. I remember leaving that one just laughing. Like, what in the fuck? <laughs> what is that? Fuck. Yeah, that's crazy. Fuck, I can't even remember, like, the weirdest. They, they doing them in back of trucks now. I know. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Bird did one of those. Yeah, those, show, those shows are actually lit. Like, I, I have It's a good stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Pickup truck, flatbed. I mean, yeah. it seems like a good stage. Yeah, but, you know, that's 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 where comedy is in L.A. right now. Well, um, Eleanor's doing a show at the Magic Castle. They have shows in the parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Tammy, Tammy Joe runs that show. How are they allowed to do that? In the parking lot? Yeah. If you can't have outdoor shows. Uh, Are they just doing it? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even I, I haven't even went to went to the Magic Castle uh show. Cause I go well, I don't want to blow her up. Yeah, I don't maybe they're not still doing it. Uh, no, Eleanor no. had it on her yeah, Instagram. No. Yep, there. Yep. Eleanor Kerrigan in the house. <clears throat> but um maybe they're just doing it and waiting for people to shut them down. Yeah, oh. Bro, it's bad. Yeah, LA is bad. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm gonna do when I get. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll audition or something. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do What's when that? I get back. I think there. You gotta be in your car still, like a drive-in. Oh, I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. Drive-in stand-up shows and people honk when they want to heckle. Come on, man, don't play with me. <laughs> like I hate that shit. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Burt Kreischer's got that shit dialed in. Yeah, he's got it dialed in. Yeah, they set up a big stage and he'll do hundreds. Like I ask him, how many how many uh, people were in your crowd? He goes, seven hundred cars. Uh, <laughs> but just but just in fact, you do it by car. Yeah, it seems so bizarre. Would you do some shit like that? I would do that. I would yeah, do yeah. it with Burt. I would do it with Burt. Yeah. Yeah. 700 cars sounds like a good time. Um, I did a, 
outdoor venue. I went to see a, a, a show at an outdoor venue. Burr was in town. Yeah. What was that place again? Or the place where Burr was at? It's in uh, Dripping Springs. Is it Waller Creek? I don't believe There's so. There's a few amphitheaters in different yeah. areas around. So they have like these outdoor barbecue spots that have an amphitheater. So like people play music and eat food. And Bill was there. There was like 600 people in the crowd. It was literally like 40 degrees outside. We're <sighs> nutty brown, and we're sitting there, zipped up to. T- I have a jacket on, zipped up to my face, just sitting there shivering, laughing my ass off, but. Bill murdered it, man. It was he, seeing him, seeing real stand-up, yeah. like real and current events shit, talking about all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. It was, it was so good. And he's been on a tear, man. He's been traveling all over the country, just, yeah. just doing outdoor shows and being careful and wearing masks. And, you know, he won't even shake your hand, even me. Really? Even I, I go, dude, I get tested every day. He's like, I'll give you elbow. I'll give you elbow. Was, and then he came in here. We both got tested. Then he gave me a hug. Right. That's funny. <laughs> I tried to get him to come to my apartment show. I well, tried. He wants, <laughs> like, you know, he's he got to like, be no. safe. He's like, he's, absolutely not. <laughs> he needs to make the money off of stand-up because he doesn't, yeah. I mean, he makes money off his podcast, you know, but... I'm sure he's got a you know he's got a large nut and he was complaining on stage about his wife spending money so I'm sure that's real too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. People, there's like so many people that didn't have a podcast that all of a sudden their income went away and they thought okay it'll go away for a, a month I'll be fine. Yeah. And then here we are, eleven months later. Yeah. Like what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like when 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 can we go back to work? Like what is happening? Most people, I, I knew people that were like criticizing other people for going on the road, and now they're on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because they realize, oh, this is, you know, we got to take this shit into our own hands. Yeah. My, uh, my, uh, my mom was like, because my mom was like, uh, oh my God, are you going to Austin? Are you going to Austin? Like, why are you traveling? I was like, bitch, I got to work. You going to give me rent money? Like, yeah. hey, bitch, I got to <laughs> fucking work. You know? And then she was like, mm, I guess. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. Well, Joey Diaz got mad at me at first. Why are you going to fucking Houston, Joe Rogan? What are you doing, Joe Rogan? Like, you know, the first time I did the improv, I was like, "Listen, man, I miss it. I want to do it." He's like, "Stay home, stay home, mind your business." <laughs> but he's doing stand up now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> After a while, people just get they can't take it's it like, anymore. You know, you need it. <laughs> yeah, they can't take it anymore. He's being careful. He's, you know, he lives in Jersey now. For now, I'm gonna have him come out here too. He has to come out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss seeing him, dude. <sighs> Yeah, that's the glue. That's yeah. the glue that held the wildness together at the store. You know, I, I, he don't give a fuck about nothing. He doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. That's real too. And I didn't since I wasn't, I wasn't like, um, I wasn't like familiar with uh, with his personality and stuff. So I remember one time I think you were there. Like I got my I got my keys stuck in my car uh, uh, in the parking lot, and then uh, people couldn't get out of the, the comic store parking lot. And uh, he couldn't get out. I you think he got out, but like, um, but whatever. So the next day I saw him uh, at the parking lot. He was like, hey, jerk off. He was like, uh, <laughs> he, he was up there like, uh, uh, stop getting your fucking keys locked in your car. He was like, all right, you know, Uncle Joey loves you. And I was up there like, I've never even talked to this man in my life, but I love, I love how he just, I love that. <laughs> like, I love him. Well, <laughs> you know, he's got that wild East Coast sense of communication, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, insulting you is a sign of love. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, have fun. That was one thing that I noticed when I came from New York to LA. It's like New York comics are constantly shitting on each other. Yeah. And, and LA comics, at least in the '90s, when I first moved to LA, they were all trying to get sitcoms, man. Mm-hmm. They weren't insulting anybody. Mm-hmm. 
That's all they were trying to do. They were trying to just make everybody their friend. Out here, out here. I mean, like, like nowadays, like it got it like picked back up a little bit, of, like a little bit in L.A. But now they do it under, now they do it under roast battle. You know yes. what I'm saying? Now it's like that. Yes. But but like just outwardly and shit, like people don't like to step on toes because people are still trying to, you know, they're trying to get ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, that's part of the showbiz aspect of of Hollywood. You know, it's like that they all wanted to be cast in shows and they yeah. want to make sure they don't say anything too crazy. Yeah. And I know a lot of comics that didn't want to do certain jokes or certain topics, even though they thought it was funny because they were worried that a casting agent would put them in a show or an executive would see it and they would think they'd be too. I'm like, God damn it, man. You're a comic. First and foremost, you're a comic. I figure I this this always been my strategy. I figure come out crazy. You know, like, come out crazy and then let them see that, then scale it back. You know, like, yeah. when you, like... Control it. Yeah, yeah. dude. But, like, no, come out crazy so they know what the fuck they may be getting. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, listen, man. It's just... It's... These fucking people, they're all, like, led by whatever they think is the standard that they have to adhere to. It's not... Na like, if you were alone with them, they would call people retards, and they would say crazy shit, and they would laugh at bad jokes. And, yeah. But, but, but when they're together under this, like, this, the guise of being a part of a network, and, you know, it's like they have a career to protect, yeah, and everyone's yeah. worried. The one thing that that's beautiful about live comedy is you add a few drinks, people are smoking weed, the place is dark, the spotlight comes on the comic, you say wild shit, everyone's laughing, then you find yourself laughing. It breaks down all these walls, and you realize, no, this is just fun. This is not what he really means about anything. Yeah, he's just being wild, and it's fun to watch. It's yeah. fun. I I remember um I remember a long time ago like coming up in in a comic like one of the best things I ever heard. Oh, am I, am I in the way? Oh, okay. Jamie's moving me over. Trying to get a hand signal. I'm trying that. to see his eyes. Let me fix this shit for you. Ugh, there we go. All right. Can't One of the best. Your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things that ever uh, uh, that's a comic ever told me, even like earlier in life, was like, yo, man, the audience comes to hear and see some crazy shit. Yeah. Well, especially at the store. Yeah. 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 But you got to establish that. I remember in the improv, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Like the improv, like uh, the early days, Joey used to go to the improv and he's like, Joe Rogan, I don't like that fucking place. There's too many fucking mutts. Too many white people. <laughs> he's like, too many fucking mutts. I say some shit. They, they fucking get all, ooh, they clutch their pearls. Yeah. He would, but eventually we started doing shows there. Yeah. And so when we started doing shows, like we did these Joe Rogan and Friends shows, then everybody knew. Mm -hmm. So like we were getting our people to come down there, and then it was wild again. And then Joey loved it. Dude, I remember getting uh, I remember getting banned from the improv. <laughs> 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 I remember getting banned from the improv because uh, we had this thing called. Um, it was me and like my uh, the guys I was coming up with, and we all had a showcase. It was called like maybe like best of the improv or new faces of the improv or something like that. Or and uh, all my friends were honored and stuff, and you know everybody you know everybody is kind of like straight edge kind of like you know clean and shit like that and then i would have to go up last and i was getting frustrated in the back and i was forgetting my jokes and so when i when i forget and i, I just say fuck it so i went up there i think i talked about um i think i talked about like like you know like i had a joke about like my grandma uh making me uh, uh smell her pussy when i got bad grades <laughs> 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 it, it was so fucking absurd. 
I, I, he was like, what kind of grades you getting? He was like, oh, F, come here. Smell this. I was like, no. That's such a ridiculous joke. It's up to the search up, but like at, at that time, but at that time, you know, Rita from the Empire. Yeah, sure. Like she was up there like, um, so uh, we had to do, oh, and by the way, I ended that set by saying, fuck y'all and good night. And I dropped the mic. I, put it on. I don't know what the fuck came over me, but I was like, oh, bro, I think that that's just your spirit taking over. Like, that's just who the fuck, that's just a preview of who you're going to be later on as a fucking comic. Or right, right. So Rita. How so, many years in were you? Shit, I was like, um, I was probably 22, so 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I was five years in. Oh, okay. yeah, I was, <laughs> but you were only 22. Yeah. yeah, and so, um, and so the next day, Rita, Rita was, uh, she, she had everybody like she never did this shit. Like it was the next day was the open mic. She had everybody sitting down, and I kind of come in a little late, and she was just sitting on the stage talking. <laughs> like talking to all oh, the comics. No. I ain't never seen this shit in my life. So <laughs> she was giving people uh, their reviews. She was like, they're like, oh, Gerard, amazing. Angelo, amazing. She was like, like, oh, you could do this, but you did a great job. And then she was like, oh, Jamar, what in the fuck did you think you were doing? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I, I, was, I, I was trying to be funny, Rita. And then she was like, smelling your grandmother's pussy. I, I wish I was there. I'd be like, Rita, that shit is hilarious. But Let the, him grow. The Let audience grow. was confused, though, too. They, I ain't gonna lie. They were like... <laughs> Listen, you need to bring that joke back. Have you been doing that lately? Hell no. That was like... Oh, my God. Please, Jamar, bring that back. You can figure out a way to make that work. Oh, my God. T- today, yeah. you you can make that work. Yeah, now, but yes. back then... Right, but that's always the case in the beginning. Like That's like what I would call like a black belt premise. Like It's a complicated premise. It's not like a white belt premise. A white belt premise is like, oh, you know, it's easy. Set up punchlines, obvious what you're talking about. Right, right. You're saying some wild shit. Like, you gotta... The audience has to have trust in... In you for you to joke about your grandmother's smelly pussy and how you have to smell it if you have bad grades. That shit was retarded, dog. Like, yeah, but it's making me laugh right now. <laughs> and the fuck, the fuck part about that shit is that, like, if I'm in a joke, like, if I'm in a joke, I don't care at what level of comedy I was ever at. If I'm in it, I'm gonna do the whole fucking thing, whether I'm bombing or not. Like the whole act out, like I'll put the whole story in that shit and everything. I don't give a fuck if it's quiet at the end. I'm like. Mm. Well, no one in here's grandma's had a stinky pussy before, huh? No one in here's got an F? Okay. <laughs> How did you get involved in doing the roast battle shit? Because when you guys would do, when it, when it was you and and Jeremiah and, and, Willie. and Willie, and you guys would act out, in, when would someone would kill somebody with a roast, you guys would pile onto the stage and act out various scenarios and it made the show bro it made the show thank you i really appreciate that because people online was eating us up they was up to like who are these fucker these idiots Keep, uh, you, but i see, uh, you can't read those but but that, but it wasn't about that for us like we was just trying to have fun so in the beginning stages of uh uh of the roast battle and shout out to jeff for letting us do that you know what i'm saying oh, yeah it's a wild move yeah it is um but you, but I feel like a show like that where you where you're constantly spouting like these insults and shit like that, and a lot of them are really fucking dark. 
you need a palate cleanser. It don't matter. That's like a good way to put it. Yeah. That's so, a very good way to put it. Yeah. So uh so at the beginning, like when it first start, like the origins of it and shit, when it first start, like me, Willie, and Jeremiah, we'd be sitting like just watching these motherfuckers like just talk shit about each other and I I naturally have a big laugh and whatever. It's damn near over exaggerated and shit. And then so Jeremiah and we we all like would start watching it or whatever. And then I would laugh and I would do like different shit. I would like get like I would like start dancing and shit on stage and shit <laughs> like that or whatever. And then uh, Jeremiah and them start coming in and all this stuff. And then so that shit escalated. So one time. One time, like one week, we were like, "Hey, man, let's go to Goodwill." And and every time, uh, and every time somebody say something funny, and I was like, "Uh, we just go up there and and like what, like these different props and shit, right?" And then so, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so so then it would get like really fucking elaborate. We would do like costumes and shit like that. But it all started from just over laughing and just like trying to just fuck around and kind of troll the fucking battlers, kind of sort of yeah. and the whole thing or whatever. But. That's how it started, and um, yeah, man. Did you guys get together and plan out like various little things that could possibly be happening if someone kills somebody? And if, it, and how did you know when to bring out which one? So, um, okay, so so we would get very, uh, so we would go prop shopping. <laughs> Some of that shit didn't make sense, but like. We would go. We would go prop shopping and shit. But um, is there a video compliment compilation of like the best of the wave? Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, fine. There is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there should be if there isn't. Yeah, there has to be. Uh, so so we would go. Uh, we would go prop shopping and shit like that, right? And we would know who was battling or whatever. And so we were like, well, this person's fat. This person's a lesbian. This person's trans or whatever. So they're probably gonna say stuff like this. So let's get this rainbow flag. Let's get some gasoline. So when somebody <laughs> says something about this gay dude, we're gonna burn. We're gonna burn the, the <laughs> rainbow flag and, and like like you know like. Did you guys actually burn a flag? We burned a Confederate flag in uh in uh in um in uh where is what in from in Alabama and the whole oh. crowd went and the whole crowd like gave us a standing ovation. Really? Yeah, that was like but one of the bits. Indoors burning a flag is dangerous <laughs> as fuck. But people but that's the dope thing about the wave is that people never ever knew what the fuck we were gonna do. So we would get away with shit like that because of the air of the uh of the air of unpredictability. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so it's yeah, a great man. name for the, the the group of you too, the wave. Because <laughs> because uh, before before we did the roast battle, uh, we I would be in the OR, and um and um when somebody would do something funny, I would I would I would I was always an over laugher anyway, whatever. And um so one time somebody did something, I was like ha ha, and I was like whoa, whatever, right. <laughs> And then so, uh, and then so we started doing that like in the roast battle too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh man, we should just call ourselves the Wave or whatever. And this, and this, and that. We're the Wave, you know. And then so every time like they shout us out, we'd be like, whoa! And like sometimes the whole crowd will fucking do it and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's literally a wave of whatever the fuck's about to happen after this joke. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, and you guys did it for like, I came to the store in 2014. And one of the things I came back to the store, one of the things that brought me back, the big thing that brought me back was Ari. Cause Ari was filming a special there the next day. And I had to go, mm -hmm. I had to be there for that. Ari is one of my best friends. Yeah. And the other thing was, uh, I wanted to see roast battle. Cause everybody uh -huh. told me about it. And I remember being up there and sitting in that audience going, wow, this is special. 
Like, first of all, the jokes, the joke writing was excellent. Mm-hmm. There's people that I didn't even know. They were crushing each other. And then you guys would run on stage and, and, and make chaos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a wild, creative <laughs> fucking show. But that was 2014. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking about six, seven years, well, seven without COVID, six years yeah. of um, solid performances. Yep. Yep, yep, and it was so fucking fun. And the dope, the one of the dopest things about that, and and it made me, um, it made me really appreciate like what we get to do. Yeah, you know, uh, is I remember a time we went to uh, JFL to do it live, and um, and I was sitting there, and I was sitting there, and I was getting kind of nervous about the show because this was a live show. They were gonna do it live for Comedy Central, and I was like, I was a little nervous about the show, like in my hotel room, and I was at the like, bro. I was telling myself, I was like, man, you need to chill out. And I said, what you need to do, get those red pants, get that wig, and go up there and dance like James Brown. You get to do that. <laughs> and I was at the like, oh, yeah. Get up. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 so there, so, so, and, and so uh, there was a bit of, I don't know whose battle it was, but like, you'll, you, I don't know if you ever got it or whatever, but it's me up there like dancing like James <laughs> Brown and shit like that or whatever. People like we were having a great time. Even online may have not liked it. I mean, like online may have not liked it. But if you are there, listen, man, fuck the online. Yeah, fuck, fuck them for real. Fuck that. They're just a bunch of malcontents. <laughs> you know who? This is what I always say. This it's not like the people don't comment interesting shit on on YouTube videos or Instagram. They do. There's some people that do. But the people that complain all the time, most of them. 99% of them, I'm making that number up, are fucking losers. Yeah, yeah. That's I, why they're complaining about shit all the time. Well, I figure that's what the, that's what the, that's what the comment section is for anyway, because I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna troll my goddamn self. Yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, 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 but, um, but all that mattered to us is that we were having fun and that we got to do this. It's one of the best parts of the show. Yeah, man. Anybody I, doesn't get that, it's one of the best parts. I remember there was, there was one where somebody got somebody. I forget what happened, but you guys came out with, what are those things that pop out of cans that look like worms and shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little streamers. Like, yeah, sort of, you yeah. Got, streamers were popping yeah. out. You guys were rolling. I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> this, it, it like, because whoever it was got this person so good. Uh-huh. And then you, you guys all fell out of the stage like, bah! and it was it was amazing. It was amazing, and you could see in the audience like the laughter was hard, and then it took it to another level. And then yeah. people were like, "This show is amazing." <laughs> that show was one of the best creations of the store. Yeah, you know? and Moses is the perfect guy to host it. Yeah, because he's so nice. Yeah, he's so funny and he's so nice. <laughs> and then he makes everybody hug it out at yep. the end. Yeah, hug it out. Like you, he's, there's no meanness coming from Moses. Like if if Hinchcliffe was hosting it, it might go too dark. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Moses is like Moses. Is like I'm. I don't have a side. I'm just. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Break it up. All right, but hug. he's also fun, and he's you know he's just a good dude. Yeah. So it's like that comes off when he's on stage. Yeah. And then when he would host it, it was just man, <laughs> I missed that show. I used to dr- drop in on Tuesday nights just to watch, just yeah. to see some chaos and just see some creativity and some young comics just getting after it. Yeah, dude. And and I and I, I fuck. I used to get up like. It, 
I used to get up there and I used to fucking battle and all that shit. And, and then that was fun. But then I had to stop doing that because I don't like the idea of thinking about somebody for two whole fucking weeks and stuff like that. Right. Cause and jokes. Get, and, yeah. But but it did help like my joke writing and oh, all that stuff. Oh, it's a great joke writing exercise. Oh, absolutely. But um, but I think being in the wave like really like developed me, though, as a as a performer, though, too. Like that was doing some oh, work yeah. on our shit, too, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah. had to commit. You had mm-hmm. to die. And the other thing is that that was a late night show. Mm-hmm. And it was always it was sold perfect. out. It was, it was always yeah. sold out. <laughs> like, there was a line. I mean, what time would that thing start? Okay, it would start at 1030. They would do yeah. it. They would do like they would do like a mic or, or like a little book spots ahead. And then it and then what like like uh, and what it like 1145. That's when it would start. Yep. So really, the show started at almost midnight mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night. And it would be mobbed. Yep. Mobbed. Yep. I mean, it was supposed to have. Listen, I'm not going back to the store because it's not going back. It's yeah. not, not going to be the store again. I'll, I'll go back if it comes back, but I'm going to be honest about the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire department probably wanted about 80 people in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably about 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Easy, 200. Easy. You yeah. couldn't wear good shoes Stuffed. up there. You get fucked. I was downstairs up. below it, and I remember someone was crushing, and you guys were jumping around, and the ceiling was moving. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, when was the last time anybody did like a structural assessment? Just to hang up in those back stairs just so you could hear. If you couldn't yes. get in, you'd be like, I'm, yes. I'm like, I can hear it. yes, yeah. yes. But it was there was some motion at one time that the ceiling was moving. I was like, imagine if everybody just came piling into mm-hmm. the fucking kitchen. If the ceiling collapsed, mm-hmm. fuck. Oh yeah, man. Man. we used to turn that fucking belly room out, man. We need to do that shit out here. We need to have roast battle in Austin. They, he brought so uh, What's guy, Jeff Ross doing. He ain't doing shit. Je- <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Come uh, some, on out, Jeff Ross. Some some guy brought it up. Somebody got, guy brought it up that he was um uh, that he was gonna start it back up out here, and then he was like, I would love for 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 you to do the wave, and I was like, I don't do the wave anymore, kid. <laughs> I'm past that. <laughs> you know, I tried to big time him. <laughs> well, you probably should be past that. Yeah, know? I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it was like I would definitely do something with the wa- with for fun. my friends with yeah. the, with the wave or whatever. But I don't want to go on stage and yeah. No, know. I get it. I get it. You did it forever. Yeah, but but it was just. I think things that are just wild like that are great for the soul of comedy yeah that's what i felt when i was there in that audience and again this was the night before ari filmed his special mm-hmm. i decided i had to go there a day earlier i'll be overwhelmed because i knew i was gonna start crying <sighs> so i got there i was like okay let me just let me just see what the store is like now and then jeff ross introduced me to the crowd and it was it was weird man it felt weird it felt like like oh my god it was crazy but Dude. the the feeling of the room was like this is this is not the same comedy store that I left seven years ago. This yeah. Is a, this is a better place. Yeah. It's more creative. It's more wild. Mm-hmm. And to, to be there in that, that, that was, it wasn't packed the same way. That was only like a legit, like 90 people, but it was still, yeah, it was fun, man. It was crazy. Yeah, man. We used to tear the roof off that place, man. And we oh were my so God. like, like I, because you know, we, you know, we, we'd work all week doing whatever job we had before, you know, maybe it was a writing job or somebody had, but every fucking Tuesday, you know, you know, every fucking Tuesday, like, like me, Jeremiah, and Willie, be, like, we get like giddy. We'd be like, oh shit, you gonna do yeah. that? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna get Willie. All right, I'm gonna get Willie. Cause like, so, <laughs> I remember Dennis Rodman jumped in the wave. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, big drunk ass, jumped in the fucking wave. And we were like, fuck it. I was like, this is what kind of party it is. <laughs> hey, Dennis Rodman, Bobby Brown jumped in the wave. Bobby Brown was yeah. there. Bobby Brown was at the store a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I met I ran into Bobby Brown at a sushi place. I yeah. Like, this is one of those weird things where like, you know, when I was a kid, have a little step by tank. You know, like like yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew Bobby everybody knew Bobby Brown. And yeah. so, so I run into Bobby Brown at a sushi place. He says hi to me. He was like, What's up, Joe? I was like, Oh my god, Bobby Brown knows who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so strange, shaking his hand, giving him a hug. I was like, Wow, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. It's crazy. Oh man. Yeah. Just fucking that blue. comedy store, this you know, that place was such a... Look, look, look. Oh, look at you guys. <laughs> Just the best of Dennis Rodman! Dennis Rodman's and Jeremiah's translating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. We already know everything about you. There's nothing else. And World Star doesn't have subtitles. What the fuck is happening right now? I'm taking wow. a selfie with it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, there's a there's a real value in a little club like that, a tiny spot, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I want to have out here. I, I want to yeah. have a small club too. Yeah, I, I don't think you just you just have a big club like the main room. I think you need a belly room. I think yeah. you, you need a little laboratory. Yep, you know, just to fuck around and yeah, like it would be really hard to create a show like that or like a lot of other like Kill Tony started out in the belly room too. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, like you need a laboratory. You yeah. need a place where. You're just kind of fucking around. There's lower expectations. Yeah. It's more of a hang. Yeah. When you get to a large audience, everybody's like, wow, this place is packed. This is a big thing. Yeah, like this you do that deal. small club to go do the big club. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> I feel like it's like like training. Like you need to do running, and then you also need to hit the bag. Yep. You, you need to do different shit. Yep. You need to lift weights. You need cross training. Yep. It's so funny. I remember. Um, I remember. I still do. But like. I I would um speak about training and stuff like that. Like I would go to the gym for fucking for fucking six hours, Joe. Six hours every motherfucking day, bro. Uh, uh just to mentally prepare myself for doing comedy. Six hours. Yeah, bro. What would you do for six hours? Anything I could think of. <laughs> like really? anything I could fucking. I accidentally learned how to box just by being in in the gym for six hours. Like 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 for like like every fucking um like every fucking day. You learn boxing by yourself? Yeah, yeah. I would take I would take little I would take little I would see people in the gym and stuff like that. What gym take, were you working out at? Uh Fortune Boxing Gym. Oh, okay. Justin, Justin Fortune. Fortune. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's legit. Yeah, I love Justin. Joey Diaz used to go there too. Yeah, yeah. All the <clears throat> yeah, all I like you see fucking Sylvester Stallone brother hey, in that yo. motherfucker. Like hey, yo. And I'm I had to work out though. Just to fucking mentally prepare myself for a fucking fifteen minute set at the comedy store, <laughs> like it's fucking retarded. That's good. so you just did a fight, didn't you? Didn't you take a fight? <laughs> yeah, I did. We talked about it before. Like, I, I was. <clears throat> we talked about it. It was almost a year ago. Yeah, right, right before COVID hit. Yeah, actually. you were telling me you were thinking about taking a fight. I was like, whoa, okay. Well, I said, uh, cause I was gonna go do Golden Gloves. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, um, I was thirty four, so I was like, oh, and. Uh, and I was gonna do, um, I was gonna do the Golden Gloves because I was 34 and the lat and the cutoff to do it is 35. And one of the main reasons I wanted to do it because I heard that, uh, I heard that, I heard that like Eddie Murphy had done it. Like I heard that Eddie Martin Murphy fought in the Golden Gloves, or Silver Gloves, or some shit like. Or really? like they used to box when they were younger. And then Martin Lawrence. Well, his brother Charlie was a bad motherfucker. Legitimately, yeah, yeah legitimately, I heard. very good martial artist. I hear stories. Yeah, yeah. he was good. <laughs> I was with Charlie Murphy. We were on tour, and uh, I was with Maurice Smith, 
who was UFC heavyweight champion, and Ivan Salivary, who was one of the top fighters in the UFC. And we had done a show together, and then all we, you know, me and Charlie did a show together, and then we all went out to eat, and these guys came out to see me. So afterwards, we're all eating dinner, and I, I think Brian Redband had the photo of this, this conversation on his Instagram, and I think he sent it to me, and I might have put it on my Instagram or my Twitter. But Charlie Murphy was holding court. You got UFC, former heavyweight champion of the world, Maury Smith. You got Ivan Salivari, top flight UFC fighter. And you got me and a couple of my friends. And then Charlie Murphy's standing up, talking about, you motherfuckers don't know how to show, throw the Chicago Ridge hand. <laughs> like he had like some strike called the Chicago. That's it. That's it right there. That's it right there. 19... 19- 2007. <laughs> Look at Charlie. Look at that's court. Ivan Salivary's the guy with the watch on the far right side. Maury Smith is the guy with the white T-shirt right next to him. Oh my God, dude! I'm telling you, Charlie Murphy was holding court. We were dying laughing, <laughs> and he was talking about like a ridge hand is a weird karate strike where you hit someone with like this side of your hand. You like throw it like this. I mean. It's got its place. Like, you know, sometimes dudes in MMA, they KO a guy and then they hammer fist a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's really the best move in certain situations. Yeah. And then the ridge hand, Charlie Murphy was saying, y'all motherfuckers don't know about the ridge hand. Chicago ridge hand. He had like this Chicago style ridge hand. I don't know. This I don't feel soft. It's Wait. not the best way to hit somebody. Yeah. I, I but can, you could, for sure, you could fuck somebody up. It's, if you're, if you're hitting soft tissue in the face... Like, I wouldn't recommend it for the top of the head. Like, uh, knuckles are better for sure. Yeah, I would never Chicago Ridge hand somebody. Let's make my little Is brother. that Charlie Bucks? No, 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 that's me. Jamar! That's me. That's what I, This motherfucker was so fat. Bah. Oh, the guy you fought? Look at this. Oh. Bah. Oh, dude, look at you swinging wild. Look, look, I was like, do y'all take water in that bitch? Are you left handed? I am. Oh, shit. No kidding. Oh, dude, Jamar, look at you go. <laughs> and you get a drink of water when the guy's down. <laughs> yeah, 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 You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I walked over to That's over like, anyway, right? Isn't it over? Yeah, yeah. you quit. The only reason, the only way, and I don't, I don't, I don't take like crazy credit for it. I mean, but a win is a win for sure. I mean, that guy was fat as fuck. Look so you had, this guys are wearing masks. This was COVID. When did, yeah, when did yeah, this yeah. fight happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. When did this happen? Uh, this was like. In October. In October. So did they test you at all? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they, they made a sign of release that says, hey, we're not responsible for anything that Any diseases there. you might catch while you beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, and I only did that because I didn't get to do the Golden Gloves. Remember, oh, I walked up to you and yeah. I was like, Joe, I'm thinking about doing the Golden Gloves. You're like, have you ever fought? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I spar every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I knew you were in really good shape. You you yeah. throw you were throwing a monkey wrench into this thing that I always disputed. There was a thing where people said you couldn't be funny if you were in great shape. Yeah. Because you would go on stage jacked with this full six pack. I still and do that killing shit. it. <laughs> shirt off. And I was like, it's possible. Look how funny Jamar is. And he's up there with no shirt on. He's shredded. Dude, fucking, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and people think I do that shit just to show off my body. And I swear to God, I'm up there. I do it because I think that shit is funny. It's like, kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's I like, mean, just like the mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's not even really yours. Hell no, it's that not. That shit's man. glued to his head. Hey, Steve you Harvey. Know this. Steve Harvey did it for years. I could be, <laughs> like, I could be with my little mohawk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know why he did it. He's got a great head. Yeah, but back then, 
Did Back you? then, you couldn't be bald. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit was too perfect. We we in the hood, we used to debate that shit. Like, that is really How is it so perfect then? That's perfect. People can have a perfect hairline, bro. Some people can't have a perfect hairline. It's just not a lot of people. That shit, that shit looked like, like a microphone. He was destined to be a comic. Listen, they did it right. <laughs> they did a good job on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Harvey wear a wig? That's crazy. His shit was, <laughs> his shit was perfect. His lineup? Oh, God, it was great. Well, you know. Some dudes can pull it off. Yeah, that is a perfect line. It's like it's perfect. God, this must get sweaty as fuck in there when you're on stage. Ugh. You know, but, but killing yeah. it for an hour, sweating with his wig on top of your head. And I'd be playing with this shit like it's my real hair and shit too. Like I'd be like, <laughs> I, <laughs> how do you glue that thing on your head? Uh, it's double sided wig tape. <laughs> I bought this from a costume store because I um. <laughs> I did a. Uh, it's so fucked up how I started doing it. I um I was doing like this little. I was doing like this one man show, and I was like, and I had like these four different characters, and I was like, okay, that guy. I was I was like looking at the characters. I was like, okay, that guy's fine. That guy's fine. I go, this guy needs a wig. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this guy needs a wig. So I went to the costume store, and I was try. I tried on a Jerry curl wig, and I was like, nah, man. I was like something a little more. And then I put this. I just I just put this motherfucker on. I was like, bro. I was like, that's it. Let's go. Like and then I just and then after and then after the uh after the one man show I just started I just started wearing it. I was like bro I think you could just rock this and then so I'm like eh. I love how you wear it sometimes and sometimes not yeah. like I'd see it at the com- comedy store and sometimes <laughs> Jamar would have the mohawk and sometimes not because I wear it I like I wear it like a hat yeah like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah yeah like a sweater <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro I can't bro I'm get I want I want a uh, I want a purple one. Ooh, I swear. I Why not? Yeah, I gotta figure out where to get this purple online. One. Online for sure. I got this. Jamie, I'll find one right now. I mean, purple mohawk wig. Have a bunch of DMs right now. Be like, I'll make you a blue yeah, one. Yeah, someone will make you all kinds of colors. <laughs> hey, They'll probably make you the whole rainbow. Send them, baby. Send. <laughs> you need a gold one. Ooh. Oh my god! I was just looking at your chains. I was like, imagine a gold bro, one, bro, with the shirt off. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! You would need a net to catch all that pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma stink pussies in here. Sit out of here, bitch! Please bring that back. Fine, please. For, for you, I'll do it. Please, I'll do it. I'll do it. Please I'll do it. bring it back. Please bring it back. Are you working this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm done out here. Uh, You're not th- working at all. What are you doing Saturday night? I got WTF. Um, I got WTF tonight, and after that, I'm. What is WTF? It's this. It's this little bar called Whiskey Tangle Fox Chair, uh, Terry or some shit like that. And but I fly back on the thirtieth. Why? Well, what's popping on the thirtieth? Um, tomorrow night is Tony's show. Tony's got a show at uh, Vulcan, and I'm there. Oh, that's right. Uh, friend. Yeah. Oh, friends of Tony. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What are you What are you doing then? Fuck. Am I going to extend? It? Am I going to extend my stay? Fuck. Mm. I mean, I would. Damn, I feel like I want to fuck with that. Come on down, Jamar. I'll, 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 all right, I'll, all right, I'll stretch it out one yeah. day. Stretch it out a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come all right, on, <laughs> fellas. Peer pressure, peer pressure. Come have some fun. It'd be yeah, great dude, because I ain't gonna be doing shit in L.A. But you. fucking waiting on auditions yeah, and shit, and hearing sirens and helicopters. Fuck, man. We went down to the comedy store to film that. Uh, there was like one last night where they filmed that. Um, uh, the Comedy Store documentary, and it was Whitney Cummings and me and Andy Letterman and Bill Burr and Paul Rodriguez and Jay Leno, yeah. and and we were all up on the roof, and man, it was sad as fuck. 
The comedy store was abandoned and dudes were racing down Sunset because there was no one there. So there was like, you know how they have like a lot of those dudes with real money, like live like in Beverly Hills and they have Lamborghinis. And yeah, we'd yeah, always yeah. see them on Sunset. Yeah. Well, they were racing. on. I mean, racing. Like, yeah. like you would hear that, like guys flying down Sunset because no cops were stopping anybody for anything. Yeah. This is just a few months after George Floyd. It was all this defund the police talk in the air. It was past looting and rioting, and everybody was scared. And the cops didn't do a goddamn thing about it. And you would really, you felt like the deterioration of the fabric of the city. You felt it in the air. It was really disturbing. Yeah. It made me sad. What do you What do you think is going to happen to uh to uh to the store? Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah, it's, I think L.A. is going Mad Max. I think L.A. It's going to be five years before L.A. comes back. That's what I think. Dance. I think they lost seventy five percent of their restaurants. Who knows what percentage of bars and small businesses? But uh, John Trezarian uh, and Craig from Craig's, the mm -hmm. restaurant in L.A. They they were on the podcast. And they were telling me the, uh, the 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 actual numbers. Did I say his name wrong again? Terzian. I said Terzarian. Why do I have to say that? That, that you know. Listen, uh, I just suck at fucking last names. Man, that's Armenians sad, have man. great last names though. It's always an Ian, Terzarian, Terzian, Parisian, Kardashian. <laughs> it's always an e I mean, it's a really uh, interesting. Uh, man, line. that makes me sad. Man, that means I'm gonna have to move out here. Well, you're gonna have to move out here, Jamar. Anyway, right. this is gonna be the spot. Fine. We're gonna Fine. put this together. What I want to do is I want to have a, sp a spot run by a comic, yeah. which we'd never had before. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. run by business people, mm -hmm. you know. And the cl the comedy store has been the closest place to that. It was run by a crazy lady. Yeah. And then when the crazy lady died, the comedians had already made it so profitable, and mm -hmm. it was a real fortunate turn of events that, like, I came back in 2014, and Mitzi died shortly thereafter, and it was like the way everything rolled out. It was the the show at the place had become so profitable they didn't want to fuck anything up. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they could have brought a business person in there and started doing it in a way that they would do like a road club where you had a headliner and a middle and an opening act. And, you know, they could have done it that way. And yeah. if they figured out, a, if they needed a way to make a lot of money, that would have been the way to do it. But we made them a lot of money at the store and they made all the money. It was an interesting situation. Mm. It's like they realized like, well, we've got a real good spot here because... Any other club where you would have sold-out shows Monday through Sunday, the comics would be making most of the money. Mm -hmm. That's how it is if you go to Nashville. That's how it is if you go to Dallas. You know, if you're a murderer, you're coming into town, and you know, you're going to sell out every show in advance, and everybody knows. Like you, you make the lion's share of the money, and they make the bar. That's what happens. But at the comedy store, that wasn't the case. The comedy store was is a great financial situation for them. They made a lot of money, and we were happy that they made a lot of money because it kept the place open, it kept this community going, and it had gotten so profitable that even though Mitzi had left, you know, left this earth, mm -hmm. she left behind this system that had encouraged wild comedy. Mm -hmm. you know, but most places don't do that. Mm -hmm. Most places they want to. Opening act, a middle, and a headliner. They want the person to have TV credits so that people will come get, come see them. Mm -hmm. And they want to sell a lot of tickets. Yeah. And they want to make a lot of money. And that's what how most comedy clubs work. I don't want to work that way. I yeah. want a comedy club that's run by the comics. Keep the freedom. Keep the freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have, to, to create, 
Yeah. You need freedom. Yeah. You need, you need to be able to talk about your grandma's stinky pussy. Goddamn right. You have to. <laughs> you need that. If someone comes along and says you can't do that, well, look, maybe you can't do that. But the only way to find out if you can't do that is to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of shit. They think about some of the things that Diaz has done on stage or Theo's done on stage or you have done on stage or all the wild people at the store have done on stage. The only way to find out if that's going to work is to let them try it. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. I don't know, man. I um, it's a great place to live. Yeah, man. I mean, I st- I'm still feeling it. I don't care who got shot on my outside of my Airbnb <laughs> today. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure they got shot? Or maybe I someone st- shot at them. No, bro. No, bro. So I was catching an Uber to go to the, to to go to the motherfucking gym, and a guy and the Uber guy called me and said, "Hey, man, did something just happen to you?" And I was at the like, "Nah, man. I'm I'm in my Airbnb." He was like, "Oh, well." Some somebody just I just saw somebody get shot outside of your Airbnb. <laughs> and I was like, nah, that wasn't me. <laughs> and then he was like, Well, if you still want to catch this 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 Uber, I'll be up the street at the Jack in the Box. And I said, Nigga, I'm not about to walk down the street to nigga leave. Leave. Like, and then he was like, All right. And I was like, fuck, and I just stayed in the house. The Uber situation is so interesting because no one ever saw that coming. Here's the thing, like cabs have been around since just like the beginning to come of up times. with an Uber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabs been around for the from forever, mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Yeah. There's been cabs. You know, you call a cab, you hail a cab in New York City. Somebody figured out like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just use your car and make money just driving people around? And it seems so simple. So that simple. You're like, well, how come I didn't think? because uh, we get people rides anyway everywhere. Mm-hmm. But California had to step in and fuck it up. They're like, these people need health insurance and they need they need do, 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 do dental. And they, do, 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 do. they just did no, that. No, huh? it's a gig. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's an easy way to make money on the side. Yeah, and you could do it as long as you want and make as much money as you want. Like, mm-hmm. just stop fucking it up with insurance. Yeah, stop fucking it up. This is not a career. This is not. Fuck. You're not talking about a, a, a dental surgeon. You're talking yeah. about a guy who drives you places. Mm-hmm. Just don't be a criminal. Because a lot of because a lot of the times those those Uber drivers do other shit. Yes, most yeah. of the time. <laughs> most like, of the time. Yeah. Like you know, I really work at Walmart. Yeah. But, uh, this is- <laughs> I mean, maybe they should be making more money. Maybe there's an argument there. Maybe they should be making more of a percentage. You don't think it should I don't- be commission? I mean, like like what like you don't think it should be commission? Like where where you driving to? Like in- yeah. You know, I think yeah. it should just be like that. You think they should get like on something on top of that, like something? No, on top? no. I'm saying like I don't know what percentage they make. Like if it costs twenty dollars to go somewhere, how much does the driver make? Oh right, right. I don't right. know. I don't know how much the driver makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know what they. Let's find this out. What does an Uber driver average per hour? Let's find that out. Like, what's an average if you t- totaled up all the Uber drivers in the country, all the different places they go? What's what's the average that they make per hour? Depends where you are. I'm going to say 25 bucks. Depends where you are and depends when they drive. Uh, according to this, I'm looking at now, uh, some of that's on a bunch of, it's the cities. So some under 20 bucks an hour, average of 15 to 17, it looks like. Oh, under 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would have thought it would have been more. Average of eight to, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, a it, wild change here. So it, it, For Uber. For Uber, I'm surprised. I don't want to throw that. I don't want to, you know, give anybody any ideas. But I'm like, I'm like, has there ever been a thing like where somebody something bad has gone like happened in the Uber? Like oh, you get in there with yeah. a crazy motherfucker. Girls. And they, if I was a girl, I would be very scared to be in an Uber. That yeah, that's you, that's the trip part about scared. Uber. 
You, yeah. I wouldn't be scared to be in an Uber. <laughs> if I was a girl, I'd be scared to be in an Uber. Yeah, I'm like, d- d- does shit like that happen? Like, is the Fuck Uber driver ever yes. crazy? Fuck like, yes. Girls have been raped in Ubers. A hundred percent, man. Damn. Let's let's find that out. How many times have uh, let's just not say Uber, just say ride shares, Lyft, Uber. How many times have women been sexually assaulted by their their rideshare drivers? Or even the guy who's a in lot. the Uber pool next uh, to you, like, damn. I remember read a story about this woman. She got an Uber, and the Uber driver was taking her in a weird path, and then parked under a bridge. and 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 she was like, "What in the fuck is happening?" She called nine one one, jumped out of the car, and but this dude took the dude took off. But she she parked he parked under a fucking bridge. Like, what are you doing? That's fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know who they are. You don't know anything about them. You're just hopping in a car. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing about Uber. Because did that ever happen with taxi drivers and oh, shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. According to this thing I'm looking at, according to Uber's data, 42% of those reporting sexual assault were the drivers. Oh, yeah. Well, I got chicks want some dick. Is hey. that, what I, is hey. that what's up? I, or is it girl drivers? It could be that too. I've had friend. I've had. I've had friends who drove Uber who be like, "Yo, man, you know what I'm saying? This chick, you know, let me, you know, let me come in in the house." <laughs> I was really? like, "Oh, nigga, I need to drive Uber." <laughs> 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 Fuck comedy. Well, if girls are drunk and you know it's closing time, yeah, and they get in a ride home and they start vibing with the driver. Uh-huh. The next thing you know. I got friends who like yeah. got stories. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's okay. That's just two people having fun. Yeah, well, I'm worried about what happens to the the passengers. So, yeah. what what is the statistics? Uh, uh, the article I'm looking at came out in December of 2019, so it doesn't have the 2020 data because it's probably different. Um, it said over, over 3,000 cases were reported for Uber. There were 19 women at the time that had sued Lyft. Um, thirty percent. It says, but drivers, especially roughly the nineteen percent of Uber drivers and thirty percent of Lyft drivers who are women, are often reported being groped by passengers. Okay, so, okay, yeah, that's a different animal. That's female drivers. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. It's all dudes. We're the problem, Jamar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all men. Just over three thousand reports <laughs> oh. were nine murders and fifty nine people killed. Murders. That sucks, man. Yeah. Nine murders by Lyft drivers and Uber drivers. During or, the rides, I don't know if it says who did what or passengers. I'm sure. I don't like Lyft because the car because the cars are shittier. I don't like the idea <laughs> of a '96 Tercel coming to pick me up. Like <laughs> when I lived in New York City, one of the things that was happening was people were killing gypsy cab drivers. There was a rash of gypsy cab driver murders when I lived in New York City. So I I, I lived in New Rochelle. was wasn't New York City. It was just outside the city. But when I was working in New York City, which is like. I guess I lived there in, I moved there in 91-ish, yeah, somewhere around there, 91, 92, and there was a rash of cab driver murders where they would, people would pick up cabs and say, hey, you know, take me to Queens, and then shoot the cab driver and take all their money, because a lot of these, there was gypsy cab drivers, and gypsy cab drivers is essentially like, they didn't have a license, and yeah. so there were a lot, a lot of it was immigrant dudes. Illegal, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, they'd have cash. They'd get only cash. They didn't have credit card machines. Mm-hmm. So if you if you got a guy at 2 o'clock in the morning and that guy had been on his shift since 6 p.m., you knew that dude had a lot of money on him. And mm. so they were murdering gypsy cab drivers at a crazy rate. Like, find g- Google that. It. That sucks. Like, you already did that? Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the most dangerous jobs in New York, gypsy cab driver. 
What year is this from? I don't. I couldn't find that, but it says since 1990, 180 drivers. It's two a month. I was trying to do the math on that. Two a quick. month. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one year. I, I want to say one year. There was like it was a high year. It was like 48 dudes had been killed. It was crazy. Damn. Older article. Though, yeah, it's horrible, man. But I remember like cabs were like really scared to pick people up. They'd look at you, look at you up and down. Like, is that why? When, when when was this? Like in the nineties? This must have been in the nineties, yeah. For the yeah. extended two a month, that's ninety months. Yeah, well, when I was living there, it was the nineties. So that's that's when I remember. Eight years or so. Is yeah. that why they really don't like pick up like certain people, like uh, you know, like like black men can't get a cab, like like type. I think it's probably more racism than that. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like if you are around uh, friends that have been robbed and you're scared and you hear about these people being murdered. You know, like when you think about a cab driver, like you are, you, you, you never know. You're, you're opening your door and you're, they're behind you. You have no idea who they are. What they, they there's no mm-hmm. metal detector. They could have a gun. They could have a knife. Or it can be Ben Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you yeah. can win a thousand dollars. Yeah, or it could be Patrick Bateman. Yeah, <laughs> someone could fucking kill you for no reason, just for for a fun, yeah. for a fun time. Yeah, dude, it's a hard job, man, because you you're just taking a chance. I, I used to drive limos. When I drove limos, it was like sometimes you would drive people and they'd be really cool, and sometimes you drive people and you get really creeped out, man. Like mm. just really creeped out. Some creepy shit happened to you? No, nothing happened to me, but you know people would yell at you, and you're like, Jesus, man, I'm a human being. You you don't even know me. Yeah. You're yelling at me. Yeah. I remember one time some old dude yelled at me, and I yelled back at him, and there was him and some young dude in the car, and they just. And they panicked. I'm like, listen, man, I'll quit this fucking job. Yo. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't yell at me. Is there a thing where, isn't there a thing where, um, maybe I heard it in a rap song, but like people are putting like, people are putting like drugs in like the backseat of like an Uber and taking it to like a location and like, like, like sending it to a certain oh, for location. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. creative. Yeah. That's, that's definitely happened. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, especially if you tell the Uber driver, you know, hey, here's an extra whatever for you. you know, yeah. Just, just just drive this, man. It's real easy. <laughs> you don't have to do shit. Dude. You know? I'm going to tip you. I'm going to tip you. Yeah. <laughs> but especially give him cash. Yeah. You know? The Uber driver doesn't have any idea what's in the bag. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I was just, it's just, it's like they have Uber Eats. Do you like that Uber Eats? No, I don't fuck with that. I don't like that shit either. I don't like. trust anybody to not eat my food. Yeah. Pick, pick at your fries and shit. Yeah, spit in your burger. And the idea, uh, the idea of this motherfucker getting out of the car in regular clothes, like, yeah. like he's not, he's. I but do, if it's good, listen. If they're, if it's from a reputable company and they seal the bag and everything, it's like Postmates and shit like that. It's a great deal. Like you don't want to live, especially during the pandemic. You don't yeah. want to live, leave your house. But I just know people that have, you know, I know people that have gotten food that someone's eaten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the idea of, wait, of waiting for somebody to drop off my food. I'm like, no. I gotta go get it. Yeah, I'm a hunter. <laughs> I gotta go. But get if it. you're if you're lazy and you just want them, just door dash it over to you. Yeah, like I'm. It's weird. Off. It's like, listen, if you get a restaurant to deliver your food straight from the restaurant, the benefit is the restaurant doesn't lose all that money. And one of the things that John Terzian and Craig were was saying when they were on the podcast was like, <clears throat> they have a margin of profit. Their margin, their profit margin is like 18%. So that means that uh, they need to make more than that 
in order to have any profit, right? Mm-hmm. With, with the amount of expenses it costs to make the food and hire the staff and pay for the space that they work in. Well, when you do Uber Eats, you lose money. So when they're when these restaurants are selling food through Uber Eats and through DoorDash, they're losing money mm-hmm. because it costs more for them to make the food and then have it delivered. But they're just trying to keep their customer base. They're just trying to stay afloat and make just a, just make like maybe they're losing a little bit of money, but at least they're 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 keeping everybody employed and they're they they got their business rolling. And so that's how Craig handles it. Mm. You know, and their their idea is that listen, we just want everybody to be happy. We, this is what we do. We make food for people. We want to make food for people. But if you could have the the food delivered by the restaurant itself, mm-hmm. if you can call the restaurant if they have delivery. It's way better for the restaurant. Mm. It's way better for the, the the consumer because you're building a relationship with the people that run the restaurant. And the, a lot of times, it's actually the servers. Like at Craig's, the servers themselves have been delivering food for people because they have very valuable customers. They maybe they've been coming to that restaurant for years. And yeah, then they'll deliver your. You know, you order some chicken parmesan, they'll they'll deliver it. Yeah, yeah. And like Mario. Hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, what do you think about these bird scooter? What do you think about the bird scooter game? I think it's a good way to die when you're drunk. Watch these people in Austin. They're driving around these rickety scooters. There's two people on a scooter and they're hammered. And I'm like, you guys are going to break your fucking shins. Jamie's nodding. The thing I don't like about them is that people treat them so bad. They leave them anywhere. Yeah. Like they're rickety. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. It's. We have a, a sponsor. What is the sponsor? Unagi. Unagi Scooters is one of our sponsors, and they gave me one of them. It, it is the shit. Yeah. That thing is They're fun as fuck. Badass. Yeah. It flies. And my daughter had one. Well, I, you know, they sent it to me, and I, I let my daughter use it, and she's flying down my driveway with it. I'm like, that thing is fucking fast. It's like a bird scooter? It's just a really high-end scooter. It's like a really high-end electrical scooter. Yeah. You give it, like, a little bit of a push, like, it's just sitting there. But if you just give it a little bit of a push, it... <laughs> Yeah. It takes off, man. You know, you can control the speed and everything like that, and it's got brakes. But um, so my daughter used that, and then she went and rented one of the scooters that they had in downtown Austin. And this is this janky, rickety, fucking lime scooter, fucking thing that had been beaten up, and they had been jumping over yeah. cones with it. And it's like, yeah. oh my god, this thing is like barely hanging on. No one's, no one's running around there and. Torquing down all the bolts and making sure that everything's in yeah, alignment. No, no, those things that those. I mean, yeah, and they treat those damn lime scooters so disrespectful, dude. Yes. Like I've seen them in bushes and shit. <laughs> like who did that? Drunks. Like <laughs> it's a drunk way of tra- they're too too lazy to walk. And like I want to get there quicker. So yeah, just get on that scooter. And... I want one. Mm. Well, they're trying to do that with a lot of things now. Where you you know you just use your phone and then you can pick up a car like they're doing that with cars where they have cars laying around. You also cars? Yeah, cars. Yeah, there's I don't know what the company's doing it, but there's apps where they they leave cars laying around for you and you could use your app and your app will unlock the car and you could just drive the car. That sounds too much like bait car. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like ah, I, I take this shit. Somebody gonna. <laughs> 
Well, not only that, like who's doing that and are you testing them? Like maybe they should have like one of them. I had a buddy of mine who got arrested for DUI and he had like a little tube that he had to blow into before he could start his car. Mm -hmm. So it took like he couldn't ever run away from you. Yeah, yeah, Because it would take like five minutes for him to start his car. Yeah. So he would get in his car. He'd have to blow on the tube. It would register. It would take a little bit of time and then it would give him a green light and then he could drive off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you need if you're going to have an app where people could just pick up a car. What I don't like about them scooters either is that you actually need a driver's. They make you have a have a valid driver's license to work those motherfuckers. Like, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, or at least or I tried to start one up in L.A. and and I and <laughs> my driver's license California was suspended thing. at the time. <laughs> and, and then so and then so I was like, what the fuck? I was like, eh, I don't know. That might be a California thing. Yeah. The regulations here are very different. Oh, okay. Like for instance, if you moved here, I could just give you a gun. Really? Yep. I'd, I'd go, go to Austin. Jamar, have a gun. Oh, no. <laughs> and, you would, and you would have a, a fresh, brand new gun. You wouldn't have to do any paperwork, nothing. Really? You could yep. just give me a Glock? Dude, I've been here. Eight people have given me guns. What? Eight. Damn. Eight yeah, eight guns. I don't know if I can handle a gun. You don't think so? I, no, I mean, like... Have you shot a gun before? Nah, but when I was seven, this nigga named Peanut let me hold his gun in the hood. <laughs> 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 Peanut And I was like I was like I was, It was a seven I was like This is so heavy Heavy right <laughs> yeah. like, Thank you Peanut <laughs> Well we, we're out here I'll take you to the range Alright There's a There's a, a place called the range Indoor gun range It's great Alright Yeah How am I gonna feel After I shoot this gun Joe You'll be fine Alright You wear headphones So you, you know You block out the sound You wear glasses Alright yeah. Damn Just, just you just need how to do it, learn how to do it correctly. Yeah. Bang, bang. It's fun. Oh, I want to hold it like this. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bad for your accuracy. <laughs> it's the Compton you don't way. <laughs> really want to hold it one hand either. No. It's not. It's not that. It's hard to control it. Why do people hold the gun this way? It looks cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It looks cool to go sideways. Fucking like minister that. society shit. Yeah, dude. like you don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm so crazy. Some. I'm, how, am I, how come no one's doing it upside down? Oh right, 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 right. Anybody right. doing next level shit, or anybody doing it that way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You really don't give a fuck about a bunny. <laughs> you don't care about somebody. You go Dude. handle up. Isn't there a thing about somebody like shooting a gun, like shooting a gun like this, like kind of sort of like, like kind of like trying to like curb the bullet or some shit like that? Oh well, that like, doesn't work. Like like a tennis ball. Angelina Jolie movie. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's what I saw it in. That's what I saw it in. Wanted. I saw it in yeah, Wanted. Okay. I was like, "Is that really work? Is that her and Brad Pitt? Yeah, is that yeah, when they I, met? It's was just that him? It's just, or, or, uh, it's just her. I'm just sorry. her. Yeah. What was the movie, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, or something Mr. like that? Mrs. When they Smith. Met? Mrs. Smith. That's yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that makes me sad. That Are led they still to together? The, no, huh? no. That led to the adoption of a lot of children. And bro, she took bro, she took in so many kids. Well, you know, listen, that's what's it's up. great. It's great that she does that. Yeah, I respect that. That's not what's sad. What's sad is that her and Brad didn't make it. How long was they together? And they and then long and they, time, like ten years. Can I ask you this? Like, do they do they? Okay, since those kids are adopted, do, does does she keep them kids? Does he still go see them kids? Like, bitch, you brought know. them kids over here. I do not know. Oh. I don't know the specifics, but I do know there's a there's there's a rule. You know, there's like rules of like physics. There's rules of science. There's a there's a rule. Crazy pussy is the best pussy. It is. It's the best pussy. It is. She's clearly crazy. It is. It's got to be off the charts. She's I mean, so pretty. 
Yeah, I mean, she's so talented. She got fat lips. Mm. She, she's like, she's like, spit on me, cute. They're ridiculous lips. Yeah, like all those crazy girls that stuff shit into their lips. They yeah. could only wish they had lips like her. Let me see those lips, Jamie. Pull up them lips, Angelina. <laughs> Pull up them lips. Pull up them Angelina Jolie lips. They're outrageous. Those are. I was, outra- I was talking about this shit. I was. Like, <laughs> they were so pretty. Yeah. I was talking about this shit uh, to the homie the other day. I was like, damn, boy. Let me get a younger Angelina Jolie. I'm to find a good one before I pull it back. Is that a real one? She reels Bell's palsy. She's got Bell's palsy. I don't know. There's that fake That's one that the problem on. with crazy, too. That's the problem with crazy. Is crazy comes with all sorts of neurotic shit. She bad, though. Oh, she's so pretty. And her, hus- her, her dad, rather, her dad is one of the greatest actors ever. John Voight. John Voight's out of his fucking Oh, that's her dad? Too. Yeah, that's her dad. Yeah, they would talk on the phone. This is allegedly, I read this in a story. Um, they would talk on the phone um, in uh, character. Like, say, if she was pr- playing a, a British soldier and he, he was playing a, a guy from Ireland, they would talk on the phone in character. Really? They, they'd pretend they were these people. Like, that's, what? That's dope. So that means like he was like kind of like, like conditioning or like molding her kind of sort of. Well, I think like, they were both adults at the time, <laughs> both playing make-believe over the phone. Yo. It's very strange. But Did she, she used to like like make out with her brother and shit on the red carpet or some shit like that? She kissed her brother on the lips on the mm. red carpet. Damn, she nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, if it's like a little peck that you give your mom, like, I kiss my mom on the lips. I never kiss my sister on the lips. Oh, ah! fuck. And I love my sister. <laughs> I love my sister too. I don't believe I kiss her on the lips either. Fuck that. I mean, I have for sure. You know, tell her I love her. Fuck but it. I think that was a little different. I think the Angelina Jolie one, they held it a little long. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. one of those. It was just long enough to be sexy. Yeah, <laughs> long, long enough for everybody got super uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Hey. Yep. But uh, her dad, uh, John Voight, is like a full-on Trump supporter. Really? Oh, yeah. He's he's one of the weirdest Republican Hollywood types. Like, when you hear him talk about, like, conservative values and, ho- like, you're like, oh, this is something else going on here. This is not as simple as this guy is a conservative. Like, this, like, there's some crazy that's coming out through this uh, this ideology that he's got. Yeah. Have you ever heard him talk? John no. Voight? Have you ever seen Midnight Cowboy? There he is. Let me hear some of this. This is her dad. Let me hear some of this. Let me hear some of this. We all sit with hope. We sit with a prayer. My fellow patriots of the USA, how can I begin? We've spoken about many times deceit, lies, corruption, and karmic law. You all may well ask, why hasn't God done what was asked of him? And I'll tell you why. He has a plan greater than anyone who asks. My fellow Americans, This is the beginning of many disappointments that this administration will bring to this nation. Yes, we all know. But now what? That's that's what we all ask. Now what? We see the lie already. Our soldiers being mistreated, these men sacrificing with blood, sweat, and tears to protect. And what do they get? No need to say. We all know. We know. I, uh, I will not sit here and talk about the left because I have. And we know very well that the left are against the greatness that was and that has left. We all know Trump's love for our country and its people. He wanted greatness. And now we are losing a great accomplishment. We all want to know now, what now? What? Okay. Now, more I than get it. I get it. 
he's he's gone, right? There's <laughs> something going on there. Like this, even the way he's talking, it's like I gotta pee. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, I gotta pee. <laughs> Perfect timing. See you in a minute. I mean, you you watch that video. Like, what does that even mean? That the soldiers are being mistreated like instantaneously. Like Joe Biden takes office, Kamala Harris is vice president, and immediately, what are they doing? They're peeing on soldiers. Like, what is what is happening? What is this? What is he saying? Like, we all know. Like, it's just. Uh, I wonder what happens when you get that old. I really do, because I know I'm definitely dumber than I was like 20 years ago. I think sometimes I'm not like I have two alpha brains in, in a, a bottle of water and I feel like I, I got it back again. <laughs> but for sure, my memory uh, is like at least a small percentage has deteriorated. And I wonder how much of that memory deteriorating is because of just the sheer amount of information that I have in my head. I don't think people are supposed to be talking to people four or five days a week three hours at a time about science and psychology and history and all the different things that I'm doing. I, I feel like my brain is overwhelmed. I don't, I don't know if my brain is uh, capable of all that. So I wonder, I was just talking about like what happens. Jamar's back. Pee quick. You pee quick, bro. Had to force it out. I wonder, like I was, I was saying, like, I wonder what happens to old dudes that they get that old. And then my memory is like definitely like slightly, Less good than it was, unless I take like a couple of alpha brains. That I, shit really worked. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I keep them right here, man. This is uh, oh, this is empty, but uh, I I take two of them in a bottle of water before. Anytime I talk to a scientist or any kind of intellectual, I'll I'll take two of those. Uh, these are the alpha brain instants. With what is what is it doing exactly? Well, what it does, what it's been clinically shown, this is a uh, blackberry lime, blackberry lemonade. Hmm. Uh, what it's been shown to do, uh, they had two double-blind placebo-controlled studies from the Boston Center for Memory, and it showed that it increased your uh, increased your verbal memory, meaning your ability to pull up words, your ability to form sentences increased, it increased your um, your I think it was your reaction time, and then the other one was uh, alpha flow state. You could if you go to onnit.com, you could read all that shit. But what it does for me is, for sure, it feels like it makes my brain fire smoother, and I don't, I don't struggle as much to form sentences. I don't struggle as much to pull up words. How long does it last? A few hours. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm gonna leave with some it's of just, that. Oh, I got something. <laughs> that that um the the machine, the yeah, yeah. vending machine, that's all free. Just press buttons. And yeah, you get yeah, whatever you want. Get your alpha brain. There's those warrior bars. It's all I saw you was show. also you were also on the uh, you were also on the uh, you posted about the lion's mane. Yes. So yes. I saw you post about that, and I was like, man, let me go get that shit. And then <laughs> and then I got it, and I was like, all right, Joe. I I, I even tagged you. I was like, all right, Joe. I said, uh, I said, we gonna see what the fuck you're talking about. And I've I've taken it. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it works. But I'm like, if if y'all say it's healthy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I take pills and shit like that. Like, do my vitamins. So if y'all say it's healthy, I'm 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 out here. It's one of those things where some people say like, oh, vitamins don't do anything for you. But those people are never athletes. Mm -hmm. The people that are athletes, they all take vitamins because you really do feel it over a long period of time. You need something. And I take something called Athletic Greens, which mm -hmm. is uh, a real uh, – it's a simple powder, a super greens powder that I mix in a bottle of water. And it's filled with vitamins and nutrients. 
And I also take quercetin and vitamin C you and fuck vitamin with D. What is that? What is Shilajit? I uh I read about it online. I think like Bruce Lee used to take it or something like that and it um I don't know, but I read that Bruce Lee used to take it and it like um it basically does this. How stuff. do you spell it? Oh Shilaji S H I L I G J I T or something like that. Really? Shilaji. Right? This shit is um I mean, it's great. It's um, I I don't I never ever know what these pills are doing, but I do feel sharper when I take them. <laughs> really? I'd ra- I'd rather take pills. I'd rather take like healthy or thing like healthy pills and shit like that. Not know like the effects, but just know that it's. You get what I'm trying to say? Like like um, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not instantaneous results with vitamins, but if you are consistent and you take them over long periods of time, you will have better health. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, I mean, that's why. I mean, that's why I take them. You know, like it, it's not drugs. You yeah. know, it's not yeah. like. Yeah. No, listen. Vitamins are this. The the your body has a whole system, right? Your your biological system requires a bunch of different nutrients for it to function at its optimal level. Mm-hmm. And most people are not getting all of those nutrients from food. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it'd be so hard to get it from food. You should eat healthy. You should get most of it from food, but you should also get as much as you can from supplements to optimize all your levels. So fish oil is a must for me. Um, Vitamin D, D3 is a must for me. Uh, You know, zinc, magnesium, all these different minerals and nutrients and... He, he, he here's what I'm um here's what I'm still trying to figure out about uh about vitamins It's like okay like I I got I got a, I got a medicine cabinet full of you know of, of of good shit or whatever but like how like how like do I take like two at a time or do I take them all together like like we definitely have to take them with food almost everything vitamin wise needs to be absorbed with fat so mm-hmm. most vitamins most of them do you take all your vitamins together or do you do, do them like two at a time I, t- I take vitamins twice a day and I take them with my meals and I usually only eat twice a day okay so I eat after I used to have I usually have a morning workout and then I eat like around 11 o'clock and then around then is when I have my vitamins with my food and then I have it at night again oh, okay a, a different you know, pack of vitamins that I take at night. How long do you work out? How long are your sessions? Depends on what I'm doing. If I'm doing hard cardio, it's never more than an hour. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing like uh, weightlifting, I like to do it long, and I like to give myself a lot of time in between sets. Mm-hmm. There's a. Do you know who Pavel Pavel Tatsulin is? Mm-mm. He's a Russian kettlebell instructor. He he brought kettlebells over here to America. Okay. They call him like the godfather of Russian kettlebells, but. Uh, he has this principle uh, that the the idea behind they call, they call it greasing the groove, and the idea behind it is one of the best ways to develop strength is not to work to failure with each set. Like say, let's look at it this way: say if you want to do a clean and a press, right? Mm-hmm. And if you you do this with uh, say seventy pounds, mm-hmm. and if you do it with seventy pounds, and you you can do fifteen instead of doing fifteen presses, that's like your max when you get to fifteen. You're like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of doing that, do it with eight. Just do it like half, okay. somewhere around half. And that way you do it easy. So it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And then let it sit and then take a long time in between sets. 
Okay. And then do another one and do another one and do another one and do another one. But give yourself like 10 minutes in between sets. And the idea is that you let your muscles fully recover and then you do more work that way. So because your muscles fully recover, if you just did, say if you only gave yourself, like a lot of people go, they want to go real hard. Like mm -hmm. you want to work hard. Like a lot of people, I want to push myself, which is great if you want to do endurance. But even then, you got to do it intelligently. But when you're lifting weights, you will do less work if you push too hard. Now, granted, some people don't have the time to work out this way. Like you need a good solid block of time if you want to do it this way. But what his pro proposal is... The most important thing is the amount of repetitions that you do with mm -hmm. a weight. It's not how many do in a row. So if you can only do, say, 10, 10 repetitions, don't do 10. Do five. And then back off when you're fine. Mm -hmm. Like you're, You could keep going, but you stop at five. Let it sit a long time for 10 minutes, whatever, and then do another five. Let it sit, do another 10 minutes, do another five. And this way, you're going to get a lot of repetitions in. So you might get 20, 30 repetitions in. Whereas if you just wanted to go straight in a row, you would do 10, and then you would do eight, and then you would do five, and then you would be burnt out. Your arms would be killing you. This way, you're doing it slow over a long period of time, but you're actually getting in more repetitions. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're not getting as sore in between sets. You're not getting as beat up. And then your body is able to recover from this more easily. Mm -hmm. And by doing it that way, and he even would recommend maybe do a couple sets in the morning, and then a couple sets in the evening the idea is that like you know like farmer strength you know like farmer strength farmers are always like chucking hay barrels and, and shit yeah but farmers don't work to exhaustion they don't ever work to failure they don't ever pick up so many bales of hay they can't pick up another bale of hay yeah, yeah, yeah. they work all throughout the day and they develop this ridiculous strength because of that yeah it, see i don't um i don't um i don't like bench press like i don't i don't lift like i do i do like a lot of free weights like a lot of like like um like a lot of like uh dumbbells, like dumbbells and shit like that, but not like the motherfuckers shit. be like five. The motherfuckers be like five pounds and shit. But I'd be like, you know, I like do this shit like a, a like maybe for like three minutes or some shit like mm. that. And I, I do little shit like that, but I don't I don't I don't go big because I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be big. I like being like slim and lean, but like you Move know fast. Yeah 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 yeah. 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 And um and um. I do fucking weird. I do a lot of core workout too, um, but the um, I work with the it's like a bar or whatever. You know how you like hang on a bar to like stretch mm -hmm. your muscles and shit like that. I do right. a, I do a lot of that, and then I like turn like my legs and shit like oh, that. Like okay. I do like a like lot those like, bar stars type shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw <laughs> those guys are the most jacked. Yeah, except their legs. They always have these little skinny ass <laughs> legs because they're not really lifting weights. Bro, I just started working on my legs. <laughs> like, not, they, not just see started. Those bar stars guys, they all have ridiculous shoulders and traps and uh -huh. arms and thighs and then toothpicks uh -huh. and sweatpants. Legs are like those, a compass and those shit. Those dudes are always wearing sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it makes it easier to stick your legs straight up in the air while you're doing chin-ups because your legs yeah. don't wear anything. Yeah, see, I do the weight vest. Oh, look shit. at you. Look at you. Oh, you're right. I do, with the uh, Tims on and the, and the uh, weights. You wear Tims in the weight room. I like it. And those are ankle weights, too. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a great way to work out. Yeah. That's and phenomenal. It, so it makes your footwork, like, um, like it helps with footwork and shit, Fuck too. Fuck yeah. Do you have a trainer? Do you work with anybody? No, nah, I go in there and just make shit up. 
<laughs> like <laughs> you should you should talk to somebody who like or you don't even have to talk to somebody but just do some research just do some youtube videos and shit like that mm -hmm. there's you almost like it, you don't need a trainer but it's a great tool but you can get a lot of information just off for free off of youtube yeah all kinds of different workouts but you just want to make sure you don't hurt yourself like don't you don't put see now see this now you you just said something interesting right you see this one yeah right okay so so that right bro i was doing that shit with a uh with a 45 and i uh and i went too hard and i and i pulled I, something i did a thing yeah yeah yeah. it's i'm 100 percent again but like i pulled some shit i went to like i was like what is it what is it is the meat out i was like is it uh <laughs> <laughs> it's the meat out. <laughs> tell me something doc and they were like oh no you just uh you just pulled up well if you work out hard you could hurt yourself no matter what yeah but it was but you know what i needed that because then i had to take time off the gym it's like yeah bro get out of the gym <laughs> yeah but you, well, I see what you're doing there, and that works. That's like the same thing people do with kettlebells or yeah. uh, with, um, not kettlebells, rather, uh, medicine balls, where they're like slamming them against the wall and slamming them this way against the wall. Yeah. Or you know, you ever seen that one with the rope that has the ball at the end of it, and they stand by a wall and they do this, boom, boom. Oh yeah, boom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you know which one looks crazy, and I'm like, I'm still afraid of it. Is the ropes like this? Oh yeah, those are easy. Is it? Yeah, yeah. They're good. They're good. <laughs> well, looks, can't be afraid of those. Battle robes? What are you doing? Oh, here? I'm working on my footwork. I'm working on my footwork because those are ankle Jamar. weights. <laughs> what are you doing, Jamar? Hey, look. look, 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 look hey. Oh, my God. You're going to hurt yourself with ankle weights on doing backflips? I got to be able to do this shit on stage. I got to be able to move like, on stage. How did you learn how to do backflips like that? <laughs> I was a ghetto-ass kid from Compton. <laughs> so no one taught you how to do it? You just figured it out yourself? Yeah, I used to watch my big cousin, uh, Sean, do them, and then I used to try to be like him, and he kind of taught me how to do it. The thing about backflips is if you fucking miss. No, what I'm afraid to do still is the fucking uh, is a front flip. Oh, that's like, a dangerous I, I've one. never been, I've never been, like, I did crazy shit. And I and and people and Joe people think that I'm I, people think that I'm like I'm just playing, but I am drop dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> But it is great for your footwork, though. If you have those ankle weights on, your body gets used to that. And that's all I'm fucking working on, too. It's Look like, you. I'm an Aquarius, so it may be a little unorthodox. <laughs> oh, I'm an Aquarius. That's hilarious. Like, but yeah, man, I'd be like, drop dead serious. I don't fucking know, Joe. I, I get just, it. just try to stay in shape. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Listen, you have the motivation. And that's it. I'll be, be trying to have fun at the same time, though, yeah. too. Like, like, so I don't fucking know. Well, if you come out here, you can just work out at the Honor Gym. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it's right down the street. Damn it, Joe. Damn it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm coming. <laughs> I know you're coming. We got to get everybody out here. Yeah, man. Listen, Fuck it. The, one of the things that I thought of when I moved here, I was like, I, I need to make a place where everybody's going to want to come out here because I don't think we need to be in L.A. We're in L.A. because we all thought we had to be in L.A. Well, it, my I, I'm from LA, born and raised. So my family and shit's out there, so I'm like, I've never mm. had to leave my family. Oh, like, and that's so different. I, it, there's that's a different. There's a crazy ass um yeah thing there, but I can I can leave. My I folks leave. just moved here. Really? Yeah, they just moved here. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Did they move here because of you? Yeah. Oh. Well, they didn't move here by accident. Oh, oh, oh. I, 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 I'm, like, <laughs> I'm trying to make everybody move here, man. Fuck, dude. All my friends. No, I ain't mad like, at it. I'm here for a reason. You know? Yeah. And one of my big missions here is stand-up. Yeah. I want to I wanna make sure that stand-up has a, like a real... like a Gets real again? 
Well, it just has a, a real a place where it's safe. Yeah. You know, like stand-up is protected. Yeah. You know, we need to be protected. Like one of the things you realize with COVID when all these comedy clubs started going under and all this shit started happening, no one could perform anywhere. Like man, a lot of comics that have potential, especially young people mm-hmm. that are just starting out. Yeah. They're going to drop off the map and they might not ever do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think about like what would happen to me if I was like six months into comedy and then COVID hit and then there was a whole year where I couldn't do stand up. Yeah. I might have fallen off. Yeah. I might have gotten a job. I might have gotten a girl pregnant and had a baby and then couldn't do the road. And, mm-hmm. who, you know, I was 21 and stupid. Who knows what I would have done? I maybe joined the fucking Marines. Who dude, knows? Those fucking, those fucking thoughts ran through my head when yeah. COVID hit, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. In this bitch. So. Well, in the beginning days, right? I think we can all agree this to this. You don't know if you're ever going to make it. And in the beginning days, you're like, it's very volatile. It's very dangerous. Like, it could all fall apart on you at any moment. When did you, when'd you come to L.A.? 1994. Oh, how long were you doing comedy? Six years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got I was it, already yeah. on a sitcom. I just got, I got so lucky. Oh, okay. I was the luckiest bitch that's ever lived. I've always been so lucky. Really? Yeah, but so, I'm so fucking lucky. Hmm. That's fucking dope, man. Yeah, I feel like some, I must have done some shit in another life. Yeah. I must have been a good boy. It's so funny because <laughs> it's so funny because it's like uh, like when we talk about like like I don't know if I was gonna make it and shit. It's like I forgot. I at a point in time I forgot about I forgot about making it. <laughs> I was just out. There, I was just out there just because I had some crazy shit to say. Yeah. Like, and next thing you know, you're doing all right. I know, right, yeah. right, right, right. But I think if if for for me like out of sight, out of like 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 if out of sight, out of mind. Like if I, I just I just gotta be like. If I don't think about it, like that's when I'm like the best, you know. Like mm. I'm like right, right, right. Yeah, like it, it, it'll stress me to fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll stress me to fuck out if I'm over here. Like fuck, man. When am I gonna, you know? Like back in the days, like at the like that you'll get a set like me at the improv. <laughs> like trying to get fucking shows. Well, that's the thing is like if you think about it too much, then it gets in the way of your flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like yeah. I and I was a um. Yeah, and I'm I was like a chronic like overthinker, and I think that's one I think that's one of the reasons why like like early in like earlier in the years like I would like you, you know like kind of like like struggle kind of sort of it not not like comedically I was just like over just, I was just like overthinker and shit like that. But after a while, I was like, man, fuck this shit. I was like, I can't function like this. Listen, I'm just gonna have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, give me that mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the good things about things like like. Like, imagine if you got, like, a clean sitcom two years into your comedy. Imagine. What's that like? Imagine, like, CBS came along and said, Jamar, you are the perfect look to be the neighbor in this new sitcom what? with these two gals, and you're going to be their friend, you know, but you got you to gotta be clean. Yeah. So, like, you know, they told Tim Allen to stop doing stand-up. Really? When he was doing Home Improvement. Really? They told him to stop. Do- I-, I need to ask him if that's true. I'm just here spreading propaganda. I'm pretty sure it's true. Yeah. Because he stopped doing stand-up for a long fucking time. And I believe I read in an article that he was told to stop doing stand-up because his stand-up was too controversial, which is hilarious. Right, right, right. Tim Allen. You see what Bob Saget does? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, that shit is gnarly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Another case, right? He's, yeah. He's on that show. 
stuff like that used to scare me too because i you know i i'm not i'm not the cleanest dude i you know so i'm like i was like damn man i was well, like listen well, that grandmother's smelly pussy joke could be cleaned <laughs> up you could figure out a way to do that the right way just say vagina imagine if the what? cbs executive what? jamar we need to talk to you about this uh grandmother smelly pussy <laughs> grades bit you're doing um is there a way we can clean that up? So I yeah, I used to always think about that shit. So like when people like would, would give me opportunity and stuff, I was like, "You sure? Like have you have you have you seen this shit? I I, I do and stuff like that. Like that sh- that shit don't matter. Like they want you, they just want like they just want you or whatever. But they don't want you to do that joke, you yeah, know? Like or they, yeah. yeah. So I had to get past that. Like well, you know what it is in the beginning, they can say that. See, once you get to a point where you know if you're Dave Chappelle or something like that, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, but if he if he wasn't Dave Chappelle, like if Dave Chappelle wasn't famous and he tried to do most of the jokes that he's doing right now, there there would be some people that would tell him, "Hey, you know that joke? You've got to you got to get rid of that joke. Yeah, or that joke you got to stop saying." But yeah. once once you become established, you can kind of do whatever you want as long as it's good. But it's like the grandma stinky pussy joke. It's like. <laughs> When you're when you're like a year in or two years into comedy, yeah, it's a tough joke to pull off. But when you're 15 years in, like everybody already knows you're saying wild shit. I right. Jamar, I could see you saying that right now on stage and people falling out of their chairs laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I think yeah. I found my closer, my new closer. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things. It's like you, you just you just you need to leave people alone. That's what com- I mean. You could come up to a comic and say, "Hey, man, that bit's not not popping because people think it's too mean, or maybe figure out a way to restructure it." Or you know, like we all give each other advice. You know, comics give each other pointers and tips. And and I know that there's bits that I've done that just didn't work right. I'm like, God, why is that bit not working right? Because it needs to be restructured. Yeah, you know. And sometimes if people if people act like. And and again, I was like, I'm not like oh, I'm not like all dirty and shit. And no. it's like, but people act like. People act like I would do that on the Tonight Show or some shit. I'm like, yo, if you give me free range, I'm gonna say anything I want to do. I mean, I'm gonna say anything I want to say. If you tell me to, you know, well, if the Tonight Show was smart, they would allow that shit, bro. And then people would start paying attention. Thank you, <laughs> yo, you said it. Like, <laughs> like those ratings on those shows are atrocious. <laughs> it's so sad because they're so hampered by that system of like super clean here comes a guest i don't give a fuck about yeah. i'm gonna ask them questions about their new sitcom or their new movie or the new album and i don't really care and then the band's gonna play and we'll be right back yeah and we'll be right back look at this guy's got a trained parrot this is yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah. that is kind of interesting and then they yeah, have yeah. commercials and as long as they don't offend anybody and they keep eyeballs on them they keep going yeah but really what they're doing is they're they're dancing enough for you to pay attention to the commercials. That's yeah. most of what that show is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they interrupt it all the time. Yeah. Like, when you're doing a sitcom, you know, you you have these breaks where you, you got to prepare for commercials. Like, the things that they're set up for commercials. These shows, like whether it's The Tonight Show or The Late Night with Colbert, they're set up for commercials. Yeah. You can't swear. You can't talk crazy. You can't do anything wild. You got a bunch of executives or mortgages are riding on your show. Jamar, slow down. Yeah, hey, yeah. Jamar, I just bought a new home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hancock <laughs> yeah, yeah. Park. And I can't have you on here call, talking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamar, <laughs> my grandmother pussy joke cost me my home. 
my home. Well, it's stuck Where up ours. Where are my children going to go to school, Jamar? Because I can't pay for private school anymore because yeah. of your grandmother's well, pussy thank joke. Thank you, pussy. <laughs> that's, that's really what happens. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that they, 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 they hitch up their fucking caboose to, to your cart. And yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and I would think that, like, you would get the best. I mean, you want the best out of the comics and stuff, or, or, or the or the performers and stuff like that, and then so so you would you would want these motherfuckers to be free enough to you know yeah. do their shit like that. I mean, not not saying that I wouldn't do those. Sh- not saying that I wouldn't do those shows because like you gotta if you if you want to if, if if I have to play that game that I'm gonna I'm gonna play it and shit like that. But if you want the best out of me, it's like daddy gotta do what daddy gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're a nightclub comic. I've been trying to get these niggas to let me play a dinosaur for years, Joe. <laughs> like for years, In Jurassic Park. <laughs> No, it's a half human, half dinosaur. His name is Dino Stampanopoulos, and I've been trying to get these niggas to let me play him for years. You got a character that you got? Who are you trying? Who are you trying to get to get you to play this? I was trying to get. Uh, I was trying to get adult. Sw- <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Oh, no. You know you have a fucking. You have a video on Instagram. Hold on, yeah, episode yeah. three. But, yeah. What? Oh, I've been trying to you're get these, so ridiculous. I've been trying to get these niggas to let me do this shit for years. Look. <laughs> what the fuck is this? This is my this is Dino's birthday party. Oh my god, this is so hilarious. It's a half man, half dinosaur. What? And How long have you been doing this? Bro, I've been doing this character for about like five probably like six years. <laughs> and so it's his birthday. <laughs> so the homie bring him a cake. Oh my god, this is hilarious. That's the homie Nate. Oh my god. And who are the girls? That's not even real. No, no, right? that's a GIF. That's a oh it's a GIF, so it's a green screen. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Cause I'm looking at these girls dancing, I'm like, this is so odd. So he gotta so he gotta blow out the candles. <laughs> it's stupid. Is the dinosaur has to blow out the candles with fire? Oh, that's so hilarious. What what made you come up with this? Were you high? No, bro, I took <laughs> No, I took a I took a clown class and then I uh, wait 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 well, oh fuck <laughs> uh, you took a clown class bro like I yeah I so I took a clown class and um and we had to do like certain characters and stuff like that we had to come up with characters when did you take a clown class shit you gonna check your this phone this is 2000 <laughs> so what the other day I had to take one oh that's my that's my Joker oh you have uh, a Joker character. Uh, my, oh, no. my black Joker. I was like, they need a black Joker. But I um I took a clown class probably about uh maybe like three years ago, and um and so we had to come up with um so we had to come up with a character and stuff like that. So I had um I had like uh, I had came up with a version. Well, I had already been doing this dinosaur character, but then I started adding wings and little shit to it. You and had stuff. already been doing the dinosaur character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like earlier versions of that thing Give where he was birth. wearing green. What's huh? the birth of the dinosaur character? So me, so okay, okay. So me and my friend Jeffrey, we were we were uh, like we always like improv together, and then so uh, one day we were we were writing something, and then I was like, "Fuck this shit, man!" I said, "Man, let's go downstairs and just and just uh, and just shoot some sketches, <laughs> right?" And then so he was like, "All right," and I was like, "Yo," I said, "I'm gonna grab these green tights right here, and uh, I'm gonna grab this tail." Don't ask me why I had this shit already in my apartment, but <laughs> and then uh, and I'm playing a dinosaur, and then you gonna play a dude who's stopping and frisking this black ass dinosaur. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and then and then so that, so we were just like it just came through like play, you know. And um, how much of that do you do? Uh, like clown classes and just shit like that. Just fucking around. Just oh, that's that's me. 
like that's like I've been doing that shit for years. Like I've actually been doing improv and uh, longer than I've been doing stand up, but only by a year. I ain't gonna say like oh, but like you know that that be my bag. You know, just to be creative, just to yeah. be silly, yeah. just try to come up with characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just for the shit. love of it. That's why the that's why the wave pops up. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So he's trying to go back in time. He's trying to go back in time to meet his biological parents. Dino Stampanopoulos, episode one. And it says in parentheses, there's eight of these. (laughs) In this episode, Dino's go back in time to meet his biological parents. Thank you for making these fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. You show up. Who did all this special effects and shit? Uh, 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 Dave Kirsch. uh, (laughs) And then so Dino has a malfunction where he now looks like this. Oh, no. That's my friend Jeffrey Baldinger. uh, He... So anyway, I made those props. I made I made that time machine, uh, like out of a cardboard box. That's his mom. That's Dino's mom. <laughs> That's my friend Eureka. Oh, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> Dino's dad with his stupid hat on. Oh my god, this is Dino's dad has a suit on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just like some silly shit yeah. that you just decided to just. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I, I, I do. I've been doing shit like that for like years, bro. And that's just for fun. Yeah, and that's why I like the wave. Uh, uh, that's what that's what made the wave fun. Like we would do shit like that all the time. I remember I had those green tights back when Dina was green, and we, uh, uh, and Kevin Hart, uh, he was um, he was one of the judges. And then <laughs> I came out like somebody hit a joke, and I came out, and I was up there like, ah! and then he was like. What did y'all tell the black dude he had to do every time somebody hit a joke or whatever? <laughs> so like they're like, it's fucking ridiculous. You don't have to tell Jamar shit. Hell, you gotta tell me shit. I'm like, yeah, that's my Tuesday. I'm like, <laughs> that's my Tuesday and a bang energy drink, and I'm on. So tell me about clown school. How how'd this happen? So uh, truth be told, like uh, I didn't know how to like like if you want to like origin 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 i didn't know how to start doing stand-up i've been wanting to do stand-up since i was a kid but i didn't know well, how wait to a minute. you started when you were 17 yeah 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 but i didn't know how to start like um I, let me see it's, it's it's so many like stories right so i did i did it once when i was um when i was 16 i um i did this stand-up comedy competition uh for bet called like coming to the stage it was just an audition Cause I just wanted to feel how stand up felt or whatever, and I was like, okay, I'll do this. How long had you been thinking about doing it before you did it? I was a kid. I was like, I was young. I remember doing stand up when I was ten in my classroom, and because yeah. I didn't, yeah, because I didn't have, a, I didn't have a toy to share. It was for share day, and I didn't have a toy to share for share day, and you got two minutes. So I was at the like, I'm just gonna do some stand up. Right, and I've been watching Comic View and all this stuff, and then, so I get up there in front of like this class, and I was up there like, "Yeah, man, my grandma's <clears throat> pussy is so stinky." <laughs> uh, at this time, my grandma's pussy was so hairy, and because <laughs> she was younger, so the the, the funk hadn't <laughs> hadn't hit like that yet. So. And then so, uh, but my friend was like, "Yo, how you gonna start doing stand up?" I was like, "I don't know, man. Maybe I'll start doing like some clown stuff or something like that." I was like, maybe like fifteen. I was like, maybe I'll start doing like some clown stuff or something. Oh yeah, and I heard about like a clown school in San Francisco, and I was like, oh yeah, maybe maybe I'll do that. And then that didn't happen. And the friend was like, "Why don't you just go to like an open mic or something like that?" And I was like, "Oh, is that how you get started?" And I was like, "All right, then maybe I'll do that." But like fast forward, I had a lot of time on my hands uh, back in 2018. I wasn't doing shit. And I was at the like, 
man, I was like, nigga, you should take a class. I was like, you're already in the wave. You already do. I was like, just go take a class, whatever. So I took a clown class. And, uh, it's called the Clown School. I'm like on their website and shit. I'm like the only nigga. I'm like the only black nigga like, on their website and shit. And uh, I just started doing it in 2018. And um, it, you know what's so fun about that? Is that like if you didn't know what made you funny as a person or whatever, like they help you find like your inner clown, you right, know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has an inner clown and stuff like, like what's that. What's first day of clown school like? So, so <laughs> I, re- I remember, I remember this, uh, I remember this assignment. First of all, I walked in there with some Doc Martens on, right? I, I, they were, they were maroon Doc Martens. They looked like, a, um, they looked like clown shoes, but they were maroon Doc Martens and the clown teachers up there like, Hey. Take those off. And I was like, why? He was like, just take them off. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, I was probably disrespecting clown because he probably thought that that's what I thought a clown was. Whatever people who wear shoes like this, because Doc Martens do kind of look like, you know, clown shoes. If you whatever. And then so. uh, Did he explain no, but I I I, I, I dawned on me. I was like, mm, that's probably why. You really think you thought it was disrespectful? To clown to to the whole art of clown or whatever. He was like, "Oh, you think clowns just wear big shoes and get out of small cars?" <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd like, be a yeah. funny sketch, dude. <laughs> a guy who teaches clown classes, but he's like really sensitive mm-hmm. about the art of being a clown, <laughs> and he's a purist. Is a yeah. clown purist? Yeah. What do you got a rubber nose on? Get that fucking nose off. So it's so fucking funny, right? It's like that, um, um, I remember the first assignment though was uh, hey. Come through this door, ten funny ways, and I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds funny. So uh, I mean, so that sounds fun. So I would just come and I would do like a physical act, or whatever. But I would do it ten funny ways. I would come in as a robot, and I would come in as a. Did you a, ever come through naked? Huh? <laughs> oh, no. Nah, you should have finished with that. <laughs> you should take that class, and then you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> What's up now? <laughs> But, but you know what? They don't limit shit like that, though. Like, if you really? wanted to do some shit like that, because they want you to be free. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, so I remember I remember that assignment, come through this door 10 funny ways. What did you do? Um. So I came in, like, I came in, like, crawling and shit like that. And then I came in, like, retarded and shit like that. I came in, uh, I came in spinning like this or whatever. And I remember I like hopped backward like a kangaroo and shit like that, and it was a <laughs> it was a bunch of shit like that. What did other people in the, what were they like? What were the other people in the class like? Some motherfuckers in there were good, like really. Because the because the thing about clown is like is that they they say like the the wrong answers are what's funny. So you know mm. like if you come in if you come in if you come in or whatever and you accidentally trip and shit like that like it was an accident. Yeah, that's what the clown is. Clowns are the mistakes mm. and stuff right. like that, and you know the red nose is actually uh, is actually just puts you in the spirit of being a clown and being silly. But but the maroon Doc Martens don't exactly, exactly. Fuck. You know what that's like? That's like a bad stand up coach giving you advice on stand up. Mm-hmm. Like that that has happened to a lot of people. Taking stand up classes from people that aren't even good comics. Mm-hmm. You've taken stand-up classes? No, before? no, I never have. But uh, oh. but I took acting classes from someone who was a terrible actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like man, I get more work than this dude. Like why? Well, it was, I had to take them. It was part of my deal. I had never taken any acting classes before, and I had a sitcom deal. Yeah, and uh, I had to take acting classes. So I took acting classes, and as I was taking acting classes, I was realizing the person teaching me was terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. <laughs> like I was more, I was better at pretending to be real than this person was. Yeah. 
what made them like what made they them... were so fake jamar there was nothing about them that made sense the way they talked just didn't seem real you know some... that shit yeah you know some people can some people you could take an athlete right a baseball player who's never acted in their life mm -hmm. and they just know how to be real mm -hmm. and they'll memorize that shit and they could pull it off as good as any fucking actor there's people out there with talent mm -hmm. they just don't even know it because yeah. acting is a weird talent like you got your Denzel Washington, you got your Daniel Day Lewis, you got your there's levels, right? Mm -hmm. There's Christian Bales, there's levels to acting. But then just regular acting that a lot of people do, there's a lot of people out there that can act. Mm -hmm. A lot that can do that regular shit. I had this uh I had this epiphany maybe like two years ago where I was like, man, I was watching a commercial. Now I was looking at commercial actors and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But at the end of the day, they're actors. Yeah. And I was just looking at it, and I was like, damn, isn't it crazy how that guy is in the same profession as Denzel Washington? Right. Like, him and Denzel Washington do the same thing. They have the same job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. But that's how it is with every profession, right? There's, there's, I mean, that's how it is with people who make steak. You know, mm -hmm. there's chefs who, they, you make a, they make a steak, and you eat it, and you're like, God damn! Yeah. And then there's a dude at Denny's who cooks steak. Yeah. You get your steak and eggs at Denny's. Like, like damn. Eh, it's food. <laughs> yeah. It's food. I'm hungry. You eat it. But there's something about acting that, you know, it's so hard to get a job to be an actor that we assume that, pe that you know, like, how many times have athletes, there's been a bunch of times where athletes have, like, what was the, um, the, the fucking Adam Sandler movie? What is it? Gems? What is it? Hidden, uh, hidden gems. Uncut gems. Yeah. Uncut yeah. gems. And uh, Kevin Garnett's, in, Kevin Garnett's it. in it. And Kevin Garnett is excellent in it. Really? Yes. Excellent. Mm -hmm. You would you would think he's a fucking actor. And he's not. He's just a great basketball player. I mean, there's there's many instances of of things like that. I mean, I can think of... Um, I, I bet if I just had time to go over and do like a Google search, actors, athletes... Who have acted in films? There's a yeah. lot of them, man. They Yo, can who, do it. Who do you think is the best athletic? I mean, I mean, at, athlete that's an actor. Hmm. Well, the, the biggest one right now. Who? The Rock. The Rock. Oh yeah, but it's not. Yeah, he, kinda. Uh, pro wrestling is so entertainment oriented, no, he played, though. He didn't play pro football, but he yeah. got close. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, but he was so he he had Arnold done Schwarzenegger. What did he sort play? of? I mean, he, I guess he pro pro sport. I guess. What did the, he play? <laughs> Oh, oh, he's a bodybuilder. Body he's he's yeah. Mr. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind see, of, it's shit an like athlete. that. I, shit like that. I don't get. Yeah, I don't count that. Like Terry Crews played for the Rams. Or oh some yeah, shit, yeah. Right? Terry yeah. Crews is another great example. There's a lot of them. The people who have figured out how to act, but have they figured out how to act like Robert De Niro? You know what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. levels. There's levels. <laughs> uh -huh. There's levels. Like especially Robert De Niro before he was just cashing checks. Mm -hmm. You go back to like Cape Fear, Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. You know, like Goodfellas, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Like there's levels. There's levels, and I guess there's levels of clowns too. Goddamn right, God. <laughs> I, I'm level two. <laughs> but there's levels to poetry. Like yep. I was reading, I was listening to some poetry being read the other day and just cringing, and I had to shut it off. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Some people they read poetry and it's just like, Ugh! Uh -huh. it's just, it's just goofy. It's transparent. There's some, it doesn't work. But then occasionally you'll stumble upon some woman who's reading poetry and you're like, oh shit, mm -hmm. like this resonates. This is real. And I don't know why. Poetry is one of the easiest things to make cringy. 
Hell yeah. The Hell easiest. Yeah. Yep. I uh I used to go to poetry lounges all the fucking time, yeah. man. And I and you it's it's such like in comedy, you see some bad comedy, you be there like, man, this nigga trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you can express that. You know yes. what I'm saying? You can't do that shit. Like this bitch is talking about her grandma in a very terrible fucking uh, clunky, a very green way. Yeah, <laughs> green. Green's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Like it, but you can't boo that. I went to a poetry slam once with Brian Callen in Venice. He's like, You gotta come see this. I go, What is it? He's like, There's a poetry reading near my house. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm there. Yeah. And it was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. And and then and then sometimes people would snap their fingers when they like things. They would like it. They wouldn't clap. They would snap their fingers. It was so Yo. clunky. Yo, I remember one time I went to a uh <laughs> it's gonna trip you up. I went to a uh, I went to a poetry lounge. <laughs> and I was dressed as a uh I was dressed as a as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what were you wearing? Bro, a diaper? Bro, I was wearing I uh it's a blue it's a blue bonnet. A it's, bonnet. it's a, it's a, or not, or like those little, uh baby caps or whatever. I had on a bib, I had on a diaper. <laughs> and uh and it was called the the character was called Crack Baby from Compton. <laughs> Cause, I swear to God, and I went up there, and I went up there, and I was like, um, and I had a wagon, I had a wagon, <laughs> and the wagon had, to- <laughs> and the wagon had toys, and I got the picture up on my motherfucking page. Find it, wait a minute, wa- hold on, <laughs> Jamie's on it, Jamie's on it. How far? How long ago was about, this? About two thousand, about two thousand eighteen, and it's called Crack Baby from Compton. I'm holding like this, uh. <laughs> uh. And uh, <laughs> and anyway, so I went up there, but I they thought that I was about to go be deep and talk about my mother and how she and I was up there like I was telling jokes as the crack <laughs> baby. What? <laughs> that would be a great way to do it, like talking about your and, mother. And and guess what? And when I was doing that shit, and when I was doing that shit, since I was was I was telling jokes and stuff instead of doing poetry, whatever. But I was at a poetry lounge. Somebody heckled me. <gasps> yeah, somebody heckled me because I because I uh, I had a joke. I had a joke. I was like. Nah. I was like, I can't even do the voice right now, but I was like, knock, knock. And then somebody was up there like, uh, somebody was up there like, bye, nigga. Like, instead of Whoa. instead of who's there, they was up there like, bye, nigga. And I was up there like, ah, nigga, your mama. Right. I, I, I like <laughs> went back into my, like, was, how you going to heckle a nigga doing a crack baby from Compton? That's a baby. <laughs> how rude. Well, they're That's, probably upset that you weren't taking it seriously. This is poetry. <laughs> I thought important. it was poetic. I mean, who else would come up here like like actually I felt like I was more vulnerable than them. I was the one naked. Yes. Like <laughs> Isn't it funny though that people that there's a thing that people do with comedy too, where they get upset about what happens before them. And that was uh one of the things you would get with prima donnas. They would get upset if someone was dirty before them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want that guy going on before mm-hmm. me. He's too dirty. Like yeah. he, he they he talks about this. There's you. <laughs> That was basically the that was basically the character, but is there other pictures? Uh, 2018 is probably in. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's furiously well, scrolling. It's easier to find him on Twitter, but his Twitter account got suspended. You got suspended on Twitter. So. Ah, this so this so. First of all, fuck Twitter. Like, I love Twitter, but fuck, like, like, fuck them. Because, all right, bro, I had, like, I just, I had just got, like, a gang of fucking followers, okay? This is what the fuck, this is what the fuck I did, and this is why they canceled me. I was, I was, I was verified on my original one, 
And uh, so I was doing the uh, I was doing the profile switch where I um so I changed my profile to Donald Trump's profile picture right and I would change like all of that and then so when I tweeted it looked like Donald Trump was tweeting right and then so I was tweeting shit like I'm in the mood for a mozzarella hot dog with bacon on it right and then all these people were like this is your fucking president because people thought that it was really him I would tweet shit <laughs> I would tweet shit like uh and so this is so I tweeted That's this it? No, I tweeted this during the election. It was during the election when, like, I could probably sway votes and shit. Like, you know, like, (laughs) with this verified account. And I tweeted, if I lose this election, I'm going to go live in a train car in London. You know, and then. That's it? mm Mm-hmm. And then the next time I tried to tweet, uh, my shit was suspended. That's it? Yeah, and they show porn on Twitter. That they show anal porn. Yeah, they show girls taking it right in yeah. the ass. Yeah, I was they show this, yeah. ass to mouth. They yeah. show everything. But you can't act like the president. But that's ridiculous. It's, if you look at the actual account, how stupid are people? It's like my name was right next to it. Says to more neighbors. Why? Why do you think that's really the president? And they canceled the, president... the shit out of my that's shit. That's so crazy. That doesn't make any sense at all. They said I violated the rules. <laughs> oh come on, you're a comedian. That's parody. That's yeah. fun. Dude, we live in a weird time, man. Are you paying attention to all the stock market shit with GameStop? So I heard I heard a little bit about it. What, what, we, covered, we covered it a little bit yesterday. My friend Sagar and Jetty from uh, the Rising the Hill, he, he covered it and we played some of his shit. What, what basically is going on is these people who are uh, speculators on Wall Street, you know, they're, they, they short stocks, meaning they are gambling that a stock is going to lose value. And so then these Redditors... These smart dudes on Reddit are like, you know what? Fuck these people. Let's just buy a bunch of this stock and jack that price up. And so they all got together, thousands of them, and they bought a shitload of that stock, and the price went fucking flying. Like, went way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then all the hedge fund people that were gambling on it losing money, Mm -hmm. they lost billions of dollars. Like, instantly. And Wall Street started panicking. And so then they realize, these Redditors realize they can do this, so they start doing with other stocks, like movie theater stocks. And, then, and so then this app called Robinhood, which is an app, which, which is, Robinhood is supposed to be, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Mm-hmm. That's the story of Robinhood. Instead, they are protecting all these hedge fund people by stopping people from doing this. So they're stopping all the sale of these stocks that these Redditors all get excited about. Mm-hmm. So these people, even if they buy the stock, now they can't sell it. Mm. Or now they, is that what it is? Or they can't buy it? Oh, they can't buy it. it. They can't buy it. They can't buy it anymore. They can sell it, but they can't buy it. So it's, they've, they've essentially tried to do what they can to stop this scam. And everyone is furious at them. So much so <clears throat> that I sent you an article that uh, Google removed... Over 100,000 one-star reviews from their app store because they they were saving this application from having one star in the Google app because everyone was so mad at them. But meanwhile, that's a legit that's a legit criticism. Like here it is: Google salvaged Robinhood's one-star rating by deleting nearly 100,000 negative reviews. Unhappy users have been review bombing the app. So that's what's going on. What basically is happening, Jamar, is that all these people forever have been manipulating the stock market and making a shitload of money doing it. Hedge funds, all these billionaire Wall Street people. Now, regular folks on Reddit are starting to do the exact same thing, and they're making millions what? of dollars, millions of dollars in the apps with, with, with stocks. And 
they're trying to figure out a way to stop these people from doing this because they don't want them to be able to do it. They want Wall Street. Normal to be able people to do it. are, are yeah. Normal people are being penalized for figuring out a new way to hack the system that Wall Street has been manipulating forever. I need to tell my. Is that accurate? What I said that's an accurate way of describing it. Basically, that's a very good, simple way to describe it. Yeah, there's more yeah. levels to it. Sag- yes. Sagar did a much better job of it. it go to, uh, you can go to his their YouTube page, uh, Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty. It's called Rising the Hill. It's my favorite political talk show because there's a, a person Sagar's on the right and Crystal's on the left, but they're both honest and objective, and they they discuss the, how how fucked up this is and how crazy it is. It's it's gone on. So after it's still going on today. Yeah. So after yesterday, it went on through uh, the stock market because the shutdown happened. I think people's attention was like, well, if they're going to do that to us, let's take it over the crypto market. And so now the uh, Dogecoin, which started as a complete joke, has like skyrocketed to not a joke anymore. It hit an all time high of almost ten cents yesterday, but. It was so minuscule, you wouldn't have understood why you have millions of shares. Didn't Elon tweet that too? So Elon has been adding to this. Like he'll tweet something, and it'll make something spike. He like yeah. added Bitcoin to his info. I think his bio. And also that gentleman who's running for governor of California. How do you say his name? I don't name know again? if he's actually running for. Because I, I saw him get asked that. He's like, "Is this real?" And he was like, "Well, technically, you know, recall Gavin Newsom. I don't think he's officially. He's not filed paperwork or anything. You know, he's having fun. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's having fun. But he tweeted about it too. He's mm-hmm. in. The, did he's a he's an exact he was. He was with Google or with Facebook? Google. But did he have anything to do with Facebook probably, ever? Probably. Find out if he did. Because I'm reading um, Matt Taibbi's book, um, yep. Hate Inc. Up. Yes. Earlier at Facebook. Maybe not Google. Maybe it was Facebook then. I'm sorry. Instead of Google. Correct. Okay. But he's basically explaining in one of his tweets recently. Pull that up because he was comparing Robin Hood to Facebook. And he's saying that they pretend that you're a customer, but you're not a customer. In fact, you're the client, and they, you know, what, what you are is you're the product, and they pretend that they're doing you service, but what they're really doing is they're taking all of your data and they're selling it and they're getting rich, and they're uh. not, and they're, they're not giving you any of that money, and that's the same thing with Robinhood, it's the same sort of scenario. He 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 laid it out in his Twitter, but it's it's a situation where once this genie's out of the bottle. Where these regular people have figured out how to manipulate stock markets, I, and truth be told, I don't know jack shit about stock markets. I don't mm-hmm. know anything. I literally barely pay attention. Mm-hmm. But they've figured out how to manipulate it, and once they figured out how to do this, they can keep doing this. They can, and unless I don't know how they're going to stop it. I have no idea how are you going to stop Reddit. How I mean, are you going to stop these intelligent fucking people with plenty of time? I mean, so that are organizing. I mean, so can like. Um like, like, but you'd have to know how to actually do it. Cause I was over here like, maybe, maybe I should call my, maybe I should call my brother and tell him he should, um, yeah, get in on this. But it's like a Ponzi scheme. It's like a pump and dump, right? The idea is like you get in early and then it gets to a certain point. You got to realize like, okay, it's time to get out. It's time to get out. Like if you buy it a dollar and then it gets to $30 and then you're like, shit, this is, this might crash soon. Get out now. I don't know what the number would be. I'm just saying it right? i think that's what a lot of people think but the understanding i have of the this gamestop situation is what makes it a little different is that short squeeze situation is where there's contracts which i think it just happened because the market just closed because those contracts exist someone has to buy that contract at the end of the day when the contract comes to when does the market close four o'clock every day oh so four o'clock it east just, coast it, time it just closed yeah, half an <clears> hour okay. ago so that's what this big issue was was these contracts you could tell 
we're going to close on the 29th, which is Friday at 4 p.m. And when that happens, whoever holds that contract has to fill. They have to fill the contract. So they have to find the shares. Oh, so that's why these hedge fund people are fucked. So we'll see what happens after the next couple of days, which like after hours trading, it's not something a retail investor gets to do and these hedge funds do get to do. And that's what was happening uh, maybe two days ago. They were driving the price down because they have the ability to do that. They have abilities that retail investors don't have, and that's really the big argument I feel like is going on right now. It's like they can do shit we can't do. It's all it's all so weird because the stock market has always been this weird number thing that's based on confidence. Like you can decide buy, sell, where is it going? Where is it going? Sell it, sell, sell, sell. Sounds like, stressful. Oh my god. I had a friend of mine that I uh, used to do Taekwondo with that became a stock market guy, and he was just into Coke and hookers. And then he got he, he got into the stock market. And I ran into him once. This is when I was doing stand-up. I hadn't seen him forever. He's like not a guy that you would think of being as a, a market guy. He was a tank. He was like 5'10", 220, big, thick fucking neck, always partying, ah, just a fucking animal. I think he was on steroids. And I, <laughs> I ran into him, and he was just doing coke and drinking. Yeah. And uh, tell me he's in the stock market now. I was like, you're you're a stock you're a stock <laughs> broker. He's like, bro, it's fucking fun, man. I fucking love it, man. We're selling stocks. We're making money. Like he was an animal. Like that. This dude was. I, I thought of a stock market analyst as being a guy with like a pocket protector, like Warren Buffett or yeah. some shit. Well, back in the day, like I thought they had a calculator and a computer, and they really knew a lot about the business, and they were just really calculated about their investments. And then I, I ran into this wild dude that I knew from my fighting days. I'm like, this guy's wild. I'm like, you're a stockbroker, and he was like, dude, that's what we do. How long has he been in it? I, I mean, this is. We're talking about a long time ago. I just ran into him randomly at a comedy club, mm. but he had been doing it for a few years. I always think that I want to get into that. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, well, when you, when you start like, maybe you should buy some stock. And but then I'm also like, nigga, what are you talking about? You don't know what <laughs> stock is. And I'm like, yeah, but I should still buy some, right? Like, <laughs> you're too busy with clown college. I know, bro. You don't know I'm shit like, about <laughs> stocks. How are you going to know what you're what you're investing in? I don't know. So I, I, I was like, I was like, I had this idea where I was just like, mm, if I ever did invest in anything, it would probably be uh, copper. Do you think that the stock market's broken now? Why copper? <laughs> well, because I figured I figured I figured that copper is in everything, you know. Right, uh, like it takes copper, like it takes copper to make batteries. So you'll all people mm. will always buy batteries. That's like, true. Yeah, is, it, is copper in batteries? Right. Lithium ion. It's, it's called top. it's called Duracell, copper the copper top. top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how I that's how I make my. I <laughs> that's that's what about energizers? They don't have. But then pennies. Can't be, yeah. yeah. I fucking hate pennies, <laughs> bro. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Round that shit off. Shortage. Why is it every time you need a penny, you can't find a penny? Well, there's been scams where they've rounded, they've stolen like a penny on a dollar on things, and they've made millions of dollars on that. That's it, what uh, the. That movie is about with Ben Affleck and the uh, Giovanni Ribisi. I can't think of it right now. Right, that's Boiler. where I heard. It. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that's a stock market. And then they the had uh, penny off, stock. Office yeah. space thing too. They're like shaving off a tenth of that's a penny. That's right. Yeah. Well, that was one of Bernie Sanders' ideas. That's one of the things that made me attracted to what he was saying about the ability to raise money for uh, to pay off student loan debt and for Medicare for all. The idea was that you they were going to take a small amount of each speculation bet on Wall Street. So this same kind of shit that we're talking about with GameStop that fucked over these guys. Like, 
before that, like those speculators, they were, he was going to take a small percentage, less than one cent, off of each individual sale and 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 speculation. And that was going to—he said he was going to raise trillions of dollars just doing that. Mm. And it makes you think, like, oh, wait a minute—is that possible? If that's possible. That sounds like a good way to do it. Like that. There's a shitty thing they're doing anyway. Like, yeah, take a, a tiny. Like, if you're not willing to pay a small po- portion of it, like a, a, a percentage of a cent. Yeah. Like, what is if you took a whole cent? Let's say they took one penny off of every speculation. You're not willing to pay one cent. Yeah. Yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah, one cent. Even one cent would be like, <laughs> I'd be like, that's reasonable. Like, if you wanted to buy a house and they're like, well, we need taxes. Okay, well, how much? A penny. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I, I want to buy a car. Well, we need taxes. How much? A penny. Who's going to complain about a penny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If everything was one penny. Yeah. One penny in sales tax for everything. Are they getting rid of auto coins? Auto coins? Are they getting rid of all the coins? Oh, all the like coins. quarters <laughs> and shit. Like, isn't that a thing right now? Are they? That's what I'm saying. There's, like a, there's a coin shortage. Is it a shortage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are they all going? I bu- I, I think it was because there Fountains. was- they Fountains. couldn't Fountains. Up. The mints, Fountains. The wishes. Mints you said wishing. <laughs> I think the mints closed because of COVID, and so they couldn't keep making them, and so there wasn't enough going around in circulation. So they're thinking about getting rid of coins? No, no, no. I don't know if they're getting rid of them. I just know that most of the year there's been a shortage. Like when you go to the places like play, pay with card only, we don't have cash. Bro, you know what my favorite shit to do is ever because I'm such a dork? I like paying for things with Apple Pay. I like going double click, look at my face, doot, doot. And buy my groceries like look yeah. at that. Look at that. I'm in the future. I love Apple Pay. I just got into tapping my card. I just got into that. I'm st- oh. yeah. I'm still doing the chip pushing in the chip. Uh, I remember when that was new. That was new. Yeah. <laughs> now you can just tap it and then you can- I've never tapped. I've tried. It doesn't. I don't. I can never get it to work. I did it at an arcade the other okay. day. An like, arcade? You go to arcades? What are you playing, Pac-Man? <laughs> I, oh, Joe, I was doing the punching machine. Oh, like, <laughs> what's your high score? Oh, uh, okay. So the high score was the high score was nine hundred, and I got eight oh eight. Yeah, but it was a yeah. I, there were some there were some chicks who were with me and shit, and they were hitting that shit. I was like, God damn! I was like, Y'all do need us. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I just over here getting two eighty five and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a trick to those punching machines. You gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta throw a hook. Oh, that's how I did it. It wasn't a straight. Straight punches. You can do, you can get a lot with straight punches, but really, what you want to do is stand beside it. That's how I got my eight oh eight shovel punch. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a brute. I'm I'm like I knew what I was doing. (laughs) You gotta shovel punch that motherfucker. Yeah. Those are very addictive, though. Those punching machines, dude. I swear to God, we spent like fifteen dollars on that thing, dude. Just, just, just trying to get our ego up, you know. <laughs> dude, I broke my knuckle on one once. Really? <clears throat> yeah, because you know how they have the leather pad, like there's the ball. Yeah. And then there's a leather pad of the metal thing. Yeah. And I was like, the the ball was deflated, and they didn't have a pump. So I'm like, let me just punch that metal thing, and I blasted that fucking thing. My knuckle was cracked for a long time. Have you ever like, broke one of the two machines, Joe? No, no, I never broke the machine, but I did get told to stop kicking it because I was kicking it. Dude, you're a kid. I, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. I was like, a wheel kick would be the best way to do it. Just blah, 
past that motherfucker. Did you get it? Did yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. You, you could, but but my my heel after I hit it was bouncing off the back of the machine because <laughs> you go through the bag and yeah. the trajectory is, you know, your legs are longer than your arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trajectory is like <laughs> bouncing it off the machine after I hit it. Dude, you're, dest- you're destructive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is just a silly Can you machine. get one of those machines in here? I should, right? Shit. I should have one of those machines All right, then I'll move to Austin. Here. Okay, I'm, <laughs> that's it. It's on. Whoever makes those machines, holler at me on Instagram. We'll find it. Holler at Jamie. This is better. Holler at me. I'm not going to read dude. it. But holler at Jamie. We'll get one of those. Oh, bro. Speaking of arcade, I um, I had um, I was riffing with my friend the other day about this arcade game. I drew it. I drew it, and I was just fucking around. It was just an art piece. But I was like, oh, this should be a real thing. I said, okay, it's like Street Fighter, but instead of using, like, you know, the Street Fighter people, it's got Murder Mayhem and a U- Murder Mayhem USA. So what you do is you actually use all the murderers in U.S. history and like, like, but like for Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh. So you can pick OJ, you could pick the D- Dylan Roof and then have them like fight each other and shit, oh. dude. Yeah. Wow, Jeffrey Dahmer versus yep. Ted Bundy. Hell yeah, bro. Fight to the death. Casey with Anthony, bro. She's Ooh. swinging a baby at you and oh, shit. God. <laughs> no. You play it. We're getting no. that in here too. And then that's I'm a, moving to Austin. That's, that could sell. People would get furious. Like, you remember how people got really mad at Grand Theft Auto because you could kill a hooker with a crowbar? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, but, you know, they think, like, you're going to encourage people to go do that, but it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, why would I ever fucking really do that unless I was, like, the uh, the, the grim sleeper? <laughs> it doesn't work that way, though. There's no evidence that, like, violence in video games actually encourages violence. But some people believe it does. Like, some people believe, like, that Call of Duty makes people want to go shoot people. You'd figure that you'd figure that you get you get your you get your violence fix right. from that, and then yeah. I'm done. Yeah, all right. That's what the Japanese believe. They believe that you get your like they believe in like kinky videos and like violence and stuff that you get all of it out of your system that way that yeah. you don't actually go and perpetrate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What do you got there, Jamie? Oh, that's right. The China on Twitter, test. and it's on Twitter, isn't Have it? Have you seen that? Yeah, no, on no. Twitter, where you can't pretend to be the president, <laughs> but you can watch a dude stick a fucking Q-tip up a, up a dude's ass at the airport. There is this real? What is this? This is COVID. This is the COVID test oh, at the airport. Right. Now, why is this person dressed up like a prisoner? Oh, it's a mannequin. Yeah, oh. I was like, that bitch was like, like weird. She like a bitch in a ring. Like, if, if you were having sex with a girl doggy style like that, you'd be like, what are you doing with your legs? I'm like, well, first this of all, where's our ass? This is uncomfortable. So they're showing you how to do it. They stick it. <laughs> they dig it in there. Okay. So is that real? That's how they're going to do COVID and tests it, now? It comes out brown? Up your asshole? Yeah. What Smell it, it. What do you do if someone's got diarrhea and the moment you put it in there, it's like popping the cork off the bottle and just <laughs> champagne <laughs> for everybody? We're going to hold it for the test. Oh, like, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Steve-O. Yeah, Steve-O's going to fly to China just to do a video. Hey, check my ass. <laughs> I might have it. Blasto. That shit's ridiculous. And mm. people are gonna and people are gonna actually do this. Of course. There's some people that are gonna be happy. Use two Q tips because one's not enough. All these two mask people. Think there's any chance that people in China are trolling us because like, oh no, they're gonna believe this too. Wait, like this stop. is certainly and a, it's not real. It's certainly a possibility. Stop we don't know. Making fake cool shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
This is certainly a possibility that they're trying to undermine society Fuck. in America by like pretending they're doing things here and we start doing it. Do you see they're, they're, they're telling you to wear three masks now? Some people are saying three masks are 90% effective, but two masks are only 70% effective. You should wear three masks. Now we got to wear two masks? They're telling you to wear two masks. And a lot of people are like, I'm happy to wear two masks. Happy. The same people that take photos on Twitter, their profile picture has them wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, they're wearing two masks now. Question, how often are we supposed to change out our mask? Never. They just, didn't tell us that. That's how you to build immunity. <laughs> you know, get all that funk in your mask. Just live with it. Yeah, like you're, you're developing a culture of bacteria. It's inside the mask. And that keeps you healthy. How, how long is this mask shit going to last, man? I don't know, but Fauci was saying that we're never going to shake hands again. I'm like, bitch, I never stopped. I never stopped <laughs> shaking hands. Yeah. What are you talking about? We're never going to shake hands again. This is the same guy, by the way, not to diminish his reputation as a doctor and a, a, a person of medicine, because he is a, a brilliant guy. But he was telling people in the 1980s that everybody's going to die of AIDS. Same guy. It's the right. same guy that thought everyone was going to die from HIV back in the AIDS scare. Yeah. You know, he the, these people, they always fear for the worst because historically there have been cases, whether it's the Black Plague or Ebola, there's been cases where there, a disease comes along that fucking kills everybody. <laughs> Do you want to hear some gross shit? Yes. My, st <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother's pussy. <laughs> no, no. My grandmother's asshole. You think Yo. her pussy's bad. <laughs> Yo, uh, my stepfather, my stepfather just died of uh, just died of AIDS, AIDS or something. Still dying of AIDS? Yeah. Well, he 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 did, and um, I the part I thought was gross about it was that they cremated him and then they threw his ashes in the ocean, and I just thought that was so nasty. And I was like, people Does, fish there. Is that good enough to kill the AIDS virus? Like, like does it do that? But this is see, see, this is where my ignorance comes in. I'm like, do those, do those, does that, does that, do those ashes have AIDS on them? And right. We get how does that fish. affect the beluga whales? Right. Like, Which catch an AIDS fish? You're gonna start <laughs> <an> AIDS fish. <laughs> catch an AIDS fish. It already comes out filleted. Well, shit. that's one of the things they found out about mad cow disease is that they would take the instrument. Like when people got mad cow disease, which is called yuck. The boop. Jakob's Krutzfeld or Krutzfeld Jakob, whichever one it is. Who names? I don't know. I All think right. it's probably two scientists. But mad cow disease comes from something called prions. And prions are, it's like a thing that lives in your brain tissue. And one of the things they found out was when they used instruments on people with mad cow disease, and then they tried to cook the mad cow disease off, like to sterilize it on these instruments, it didn't work. So they would have them in a thousand degree temperature for hours, and the 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 prions would stay alive, mm. which is fucking insane. So like you could potentially develop this thing that doesn't die. It's like an immortal, um, an immortal disease. Mm. Right. So if they're just cremating someone, maybe that's not good enough for the AIDS virus. Maybe it's good enough for AIDS virus, but not good enough for mad cow. So if someone gets mad cow and they barbecue them and, and, and fucking cremate them and then throw them in the ocean, then the fish could get mad cow mm. or or seals mm. or walruses or uh, maybe I'm a moron. I'm just making shit up. I, I, well, I like your fake news over China's fake news. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like probes. It's just... Is is it that hard to figure out whether or not people have COVID with a nose swab? Like, why yeah, I was like, I like swab? what I did out there, just with the tickle of that. Yes, you know? yes. More accurate, probably. Oh, with the How asshole? Much more accurate do we need? Remember they were saying they were going to check like college dorms 
the pipes to see they it, have like, been if, doing that right i mean yeah. I, I didn't know you could even do that until covid happened mm-hmm. so like maybe it's yeah that's how they find out if people have it they mm-hmm. check the shit remember how crazy people was like at the beginning of covid when people spraying down fucking their groceries and oh, shit yeah. and cleaning them and stuff oh yeah was like people were wearing masks while they were driving yeah gloves. i saw a guy wearing a mask driving yesterday yeah like, come on son i wish i was driving next to that dude i'm like you're a bum <laughs> like <laughs> you're a bum it's just a weird way to drive around with masks and a glove like is this how we want to live and and it's like it, Okay, so how many people do you know that caught it? Probably about like four people. That's it. Personally, yeah, like I know four, four people. people that caught it this week. Really? Yeah. Oh no, no, five because Tony just caught it. Yeah, Tony had it for one day. Yeah, he said my back kind of hurt. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he came yeah, in. He wasn't. Even, he didn't even think he had it. Yeah. He came in to get tested, and I'm like, "You got it, you fuck. Get in the corner. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. We have a dunce chair in the corner because the only people that have sat in it is Jamie and Tony. Yeah. And they've got the COVID. <laughs> as soon as Jamie came in, I'm like, "Get in that corner. You got the COVID, son." Man, I had to. Uh, when I had started, um, when I had started like doing those uh, apartment shows and shit, people were at the, like, "Well, I'm not gonna," because people that was a concern of people like, "Well, I'm not gonna catch COVID and this and this and that." I had to tell people like, "Yo, I already had it," you know, just so people. <laughs> 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 it's just over, so and I ask. and I mean, I've deep washed my apartment. All right, I come over here and stuff like that. Now, now I had took, I actually took a um a, um antibody which one? test, yeah, yeah antibody test, fingertip um prick. Yeah, a girl blood. like pricked my fucking finger and shit, and um and I didn't have any. I was I was cool, and then right after that, maybe like a week later, I don't know if it was the COVID, but I came down with something crazy, and I was real fucking weak, and then I was like sweating in bed, but I could still taste shit. Well, that doesn't mean you definitely lose your taste. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might have had it. But mm. th- here's the thing. It's like regular well, colds are still shit. around. <laughs> of course you did. You're healthy. Most healthy people are going to sail through this. The people that I know that have gotten it, every one of them, like one, one of my friends, she got it. She was no sickness at all. She didn't feel a thing. Yeah. Chappelle didn't have any symptoms. My friend Raheem, no symptoms, no nothing. Uh, but my friend CK, he had it, and he had apparently. I just talked to him. He's six days in, and he still has some symptoms. How did they did, did they uh, like did they take a test and be like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. I got that shit. Yeah. Oh, so well, they this, better. You know the Chappelle shows that we were doing out here. They all got shut down. Mm-hmm. It was one of someone that Dave knew outside of the show that was careless. It had nothing to do with the show and nothing to do with it because we were testing the whole audience and we test all the performers and everyone was clean, but. Someone had con- come in contact with some other people that had come in contact with Dave. It was it was a careless person that had nothing to do with the performance. Mm. And then a bunch of people got it, and uh, it's it spread through. And they apparently, I was supposed to be on the Friday show, Friday and Saturday, and then Thursday they were there to do the show, and they canceled the show while the audience was seated. The audience was seated, the band was playing, and uh, I guess a bunch of people had tested positive and they had to shut the show down. Right here at Stubbs? Yep, right here at Stubbs. Damn. That shit crazy, man. It's weird. But the, what's weird is that none of them got any symptoms. It, and it's so funny. It's like, I still don't even know if that was it, you know? Right. I feel like... I, 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 I bet like, it was it. Huh? I bet it was it, but you won't be able to find out now. Like, Jamie, you don't have uh, antibodies anymore, right? Oh, you did? Oh, you already you did. had it? Or no, did you take the vaccine? Did you get tested yesterday for antibodies? Yeah. Okay, we, we had an antibody test that we did yesterday. You taking that vaccine? No. Yeah. No, I, I just... 
I mean, I would if I felt like I needed it. But I just, I just feel like if you maintain your health, and I think for some people it's important. Are, I think for some people it's good. Are they gonna, are they gonna make people take it in order to go overseas? I'm worried about that. I don't like that. I don't like needles. That's I like. I don't. Like. Well, I don't. Also, I want to know how this, how people fare over X amount of months. Like, what happens in six months after the vaccine? When? How long does it last for? Do you need it again next year? Didn't a chick faint? On national TV for taking that motherfucking vaccine. Yeah, but apparently she faints whenever she gets a needle, which is hilarious. They chose her, because that does happen. I, I knew a girl who would see she would see movies. A girl I was dating, she would see a movie where a dude was shooting up, and she'd black out, mm. faint in a movie theater. We went to the movies, and someone was shooting up in the movie theater, and she blacked out. It's like what is happening here? I remember when I was like seventeen, and uh, I was walking down the street. <laughs> I was walking down the street, and I saw a man doing heroin. Whoa. And he was doing heroin. This is an old junkie. He was doing heroin. And I just looked over and I was just like, damn. That's a crazy way and to I get just high. Kept, and I just kept walking. I was like, damn. What's crazy is when they get to the point where they're shooting into the same vein over and over again, and then they get gangrene. Dude. You know? That and shit that's is what sad. Happened to, that's what happened to Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg was in the hospital at one point in time because he had been shooting into the same spot and he developed a horrible infection. Mm. He still has one of my probably my favorite joke of all time I've ever heard, and it's it? so simple. That motherfucker said, "I don't got a girlfriend. I just know a girl who'd be really mad if I said that." <laughs> I was like, "That's perfect." His style. Well, he had this. The, the, Did you know the, him? Yeah, not well. But yeah, I, I met him and hung out with him a little bit. He was friends with Stanhope. He was the, one of the best at non sequiturs because he could do a whole hour, but it was like one joke that had nothing to do with the next joke, had nothing to do with the next mm -hmm. joke, and he wrote constantly, constantly writing. He was brilliant, man. Just so unusual too. No one like that guy, you know. He was so unique. And his tone, his uh, it was like a, it was it was jazz. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I know a girl who'd be really mad if I said that. Well, you, speaking of jazz, did you ever listen to the one album that he had where they played music in the background? Yep, the ones that was amazing. That was brilliant, amazing. fucking one-liners, bro. Comedy, brother, it's the best. Yeah, man, it I'm... unites us, brings us together, and it's bringing you to Austin, Texas. Hey, only if you bring, only if you bring that punching machine, nigga. Okay, you know I'm you here, got bro. it. You got it, punch machine. <laughs> hey. Brother, thank you very much. Yo, man, thank here. you so really much, Joe. I really appreciate you. it, man. Yeah, Always yeah, good yeah. to see you. Great to see you again. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for um, bringing us out here. My pleasure. Tell everybody your Instagram, your Twitter. Twitter doesn't work right now. <laughs> I got a new Twitter. Come I got on. a new Twitter. What's the new Twitter? <laughs> my new Twitter is Jamar Malachi, M-A-L-A-C-H-I, and it says my unsuspended account. And my t <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram is Jamar underscore neighbors. And I also have a YouTube channel, you know. Uploading some, some podcast, my damn self. Support bro. the dinosaur. Goddamn, got right, podcast, baby. got everything. You're hilarious yeah. stand up comic. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Appreciate, John. You, really man. appreciate you. Man. Appreciate you. Yeah, Bye, man. everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.